You ever look back on your life and pinpoint the exact moment you developed a crippling addiction to goth girls? <laughs> Fuck, I was taking a sip of coffee. <laughs> I don't know why you told me you were going with like the funny one and I did it anyways. I don't know why you thought this was cancelable. Um, I don't think it's that bad. I, I, I just, I, so I had for the, for the audience listening, um, I had two cold opens. I had a more serious one. And then I had this one, which reminded me of our, our Toontown one. I, I wasn't sure what I felt like going for. What was the serious one? Uh, legacy characters are hard. Creating them acknowledges the exist that your existing characters. Ate. Fuck it. I'm not going to read that. Yeah, whole no, shit. Whatever. Okay, it's yeah. like three sentences. This one was, the, the first one was better. We're good. We're sticking with this. Yeah. Um, welcome to three, two, one binge. Uh, so, listen, we I, we're going to be explaining this a lot because uh, this is the, a third for, time. Well, third episode. Yeah, for, for you guys listening, this is the third part of a three-part uh, episode event. Giant fucking episode is how we're going to brand it. Yeah, for we us, were just dumb. <laughs> yeah, we were just dumb. Uh, for us, this is the second episode that we recorded. Everything that you're listening to is out of chronology from how we're recording it, so you'll be fine. We didn't realize how much. What we realized we could have about it to discuss about each of these shows. We didn't realize how long we could actually talk about all three shows, so we decided to split it up. I mean, yeah, yeah. the original plan was to fit 15 seasons into a two hour, 40 minute episode at yeah. least two hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> we realized it would have been we well realized over three hours. It was gonna go to four after we went to an hour and 20. Yeah, in, and in that, was rushing, that was rushing, that was rushing through Avatar, which yeah. should be the second one you have listened to. Um, you should all know this by now. It should be, yeah. Okay. The first one they listened to should have been Star Wars, then Avatar, then this. Um, you may have noticed that uh, there's no a giant waste of space in the call this time around. That's right, Tommy. Yeah, and that's kind of crazy. It. Chris is still here. Yeah, weird. I thought we we're gonna kick him out. Man, I really fucking hate both of you <laughs> so much. <laughs> Just God, cancel Chris, everybody. Get that trending. Do it. Your fuck. Do give me your give me with your best shot. Um. But yeah, Tommy's not here. He couldn't make it. Um, and he, he actually return. he will return at the end of the episode in post. We'll get it in we'll get it in post. He didn't, he didn't yeah, he didn't watch Teen Titans um properly. So also just ignore his rankings, honestly. Um I'm, so we're taking it clone, over. Unless clones is first, because then Chris is gonna be at his side. Yeah, yeah, unless he votes for clean. Look, man, this that's gonna be happening in like like tomorrow. So I can't say for what I'm gonna be feeling tomorrow, right? It'd be I could be a whole other fucking person. No, not tomorrow, in Monday, two days from now. I could be a whole new person in two days. Um, but yes, this is the third part of the two thousands cartoons. And um, you know, it probably wasn't very clear for my cold open, but we're talking about Teen Titans. The two thousand and three fuck, we're not really introing things, so this is this is a bit weird. The two thousand and three cartoon, I think it was in two thousand three. Yeah. Uh, following when a, there's trouble, you know, you know who to call. To call. Uh, Faison's had, had a few drinks, if it isn't already painfully <laughs> obvious. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, following a group of young superheroes as they defend their city from a, a large variety of assorted villains. Um, it's it's fun. It's fun. This it's it, fun. I I really so between the three of us here, um, I am the largest. DC Comics fan. We talked about this in the Snyder episode. Yeah, by and then far. yeah, by five by a pretty good margin here. And then uh, Tyler has been reading a little bit, just just a smidge. Yeah, I got to the part with uh, Slade, so I'm on his arc in the uh, Flashpoint stuff. That's right, he is in there. I kind yeah, of forget about that. Yeah, he's a pirate. Yeah, he's a he's a pirate. Flashpoint's fun. Um, 
but yeah, so I, I've read a lot of comics. Um, and I think most importantly, in or in preparation for this episode, I read the 1984 uh, Wolfman Perez Teen Titans run, which is the comic run that this takes the most in terms of adaptation for. Like, if I had to say, like, there's one comic it's adapting, it's that one. To the point that, like, entire main arcs are focused on, I came from that story. Like, that's also, like, the most famous Teen Titan run. You know, like, it introduced Starfire, it introduced Cyborg, Beast, Beast Boy was already there. But it introduced Raven. Yeah. Was Beast Boy in Doom Patrol in the, call, in the comics? Yes, he had he had time on their team. I don't think I've ever read the Doom Patrol one that he was a part of, but I know that in the Wolfman Perez run, you have a scene kind of like season five where Robot Man's like tied up to like a tree or something, and like um, he goes by Changeling in the comic at that point. But like Beast Boy's Beast there, Boy and he's, Beast Boy. Beast Boy goes by the name Changeling for a while, okay. and I don't care for it as much as beast boy i also didn't like his red and white suit but that's that's irrelevant um but yeah he was a part of the doom patrol we'll get to that we're going to be breaking it down by season uh talk about the overarching story of each season and then break it down by individual episodes that we really liked um so (laughs) yeah it feels weird not having this like naturally broken up by shows yeah Yeah. this is is an experiment for all of us season one starts off pretty basically you just see the it focus, the overarching story revolves around Robin, the leader of the group. Uh, in terms of the overarching story, there's this villain Slater who becomes, who is one probably the best villain in the whole show, and is one of the main uh, main yeah. ones throughout the whole thing. Uh, he's planning something to destroy the city or take over the city, and Robin's desperately trying to figure it out because this villain is just he can't figure him out really, and he desperately wants to win. Yeah, um, I think season one is a bit uneven. Like all three of these shows that we've talked yeah, about. Yeah, the, the beginnings uneven. are just rough. Yeah, beginnings are rough. Especially like the first episode of the show doesn't feel like a like a pilot. It just kind of feels like a... It feels like you jump in. in. feels like you just jump in, yeah. I mean, you don't get the origin of the team till season five. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but I, I don't think, think the episode... It. It's a good I episode. You, I like it. I really like that episode. Yeah. But um, I think that just like, yeah, it's just uneven. There's a lot of meh episodes in the first season. But there is nothing meh about the Slade arc. No. And Slade Slade is something I want to talk about a little bit because as a kid I had a crazy theory. Um, for those who, who don't read comics, um, like like I do, uh, Slade is based off of a comic book character, a Teen Titans villain called Deathstroke, right? That's like his, his more well-known name and his real name. And in they the couldn't comics, use the name, right? Because he had death in the name or what? Yeah, they could, I think that's actually the reason. They couldn't use a name with death with death in it, right? Yeah. yeah. Deathstroke, they're like, it's a little bit too hard for our demographics. So they took his his human, like, you know, his identity. Name. Yeah, yeah. His, his actual name is Slade Wilson. And they're like, Slade sounds really fucking cool. And it does. Slade sounds does. really fucking it, it's cool. It's a really good villain name. Yeah. It's so it's actually kind of cooler than Deathstroke. Deathstroke yeah. sounds oh, like really edgy and 90s. And Slade is like, <laughs> that's not even a word, but it sounds like Slash and Blade. So it's just yeah. deeply intimidating. Also Way voiced by uh, Ron Perlman, who I didn't oh, realize that. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. Tati told me that. Fucking Ron. I love Ron Perlman, man. He's so fucking great. I, yeah. it, those, the Hellboy movies are so fucking fun, man. I love Ron Perlman. He's great in this. He's like, his voice is so intimidating. Just like a, a kind of a kind of sultry fear to it, man. Yeah. It's like it's, yeah. It's like a, it's, it's good. It's good. Um, but the thing is that uh, Deathstroke in the comics, uh, he's not bad. You know, he's, 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 he's okay. Like he's just like another villain. Like he has a lot of focus in the arc. And I think he's gotten really pop- popular among like fans specifically because of the show. 
But like comic book Deathstroke is just like he's just a super soldier. He's got like the strength and the cunning and he does have a lot of like manipulative intelligence kind of like that you see here. Yeah. But Slade in this show is so much more he's so much more in your head. You know, yeah. like he, he'll he'll beat your ass. He can whoop you fucking. He'll also ways, break you, know? you down just fucking mentally. Yeah, that's what he cares yeah. about. He's he's here to be entirely in your head. He only wants to fuck with you. He doesn't really he could be he could like he could kill the Teen Titans a thousand times over. If he but really he doesn't want to. to. No, that's not what he's here for. He's here to fuck with them. He's here to fuck with Robin. And it, it comes to the point that like Slade and Deathstroke are almost entirely different characters. Like even visually, Deathstroke is more uh orange and blue not orange and black and like here slate is distinctly orange and black in terms of his suit colors right mm-hmm. in terms of personality they are distinctly different um you know in in terms of uh of, of, of even in terms of like narratives really because like the only major narrative that's shared between the comics and this one in, ter- in terms of deathstroke is the terror arc and i'll get to how that's very different right because it's yeah. it is, they're they're distinctly different and this one's way better um and well yeah they feel like entirely different characters and slade is honestly better than deathstroke in pretty much every way deathstroke kind of boring right like he's just this badass assassin guy who's really hard to beat but he's usually pretty boring unless the story is focusing on he's how he's also a self-destructive asshole he's pushing his family away from him yeah um, like the christopher priest run in 2016 did and that was really good but it's also like the only way to make slade interesting otherwise he's just big man with big he's just sword. another supervillain. Like- yeah and because of this, right, as a kid, I had a crackpot theory. I had a fucking crackpot theory. And I want you guys to listen and then tell me if you think I'm I'm insane or if I'm right here. Okay. So uh, in this show, you know, it, it taps into little bits of the larger DC universe, right? And big things about DC is that it, it, it likes to fuck around with alternate universes and timelines, right? So in this show, we get to see time travel um, in terms of in an episode that we get to actually see Starfire go to the future. And meet a kind of dislocated version of the Titans who've broken up a long time ago, right? Yeah. So time travel is brought into the show. And also alternate dimensions are brought into the show. Uh, first with a little pixie man, Robin dude, who can't control his fucking powers. Larry? Larry. That's yeah, his name. That's, with, a, that's, that's a guy. It's an okay episode. I didn't like it. Yeah, um, it's one of the okay is being generous, Tyler. It is. It <laughs> being is. very kind. Yeah. Yeah. It, with Larry, right? And then also actually with a character at the end of the show called Harold, who seems to just vibe in another dimension don't really know what his stick is i don't really remember him from anything but he just oh, likes the to horn hang guy out. yeah horn guy yeah the guy yeah, who looks horn. like i'm of doom yeah how do they yeah, have he... the most basic names of all time <laughs> you've got larry and harold <laughs> no, no no it's not harold it's harold like uh, like a harold, the harold. The yeah, harold. Yeah, okay. heralding the king um but no i do actually realize not saying it like that's fucking funny <laughs> it's like my guess for paul wasn't actually that far off for the avatar <laughs> episode um but, you know, so th- those types of things are in play in the DC universe here, right? So my my crackpot theory, because there was back in the day, there was a lot of theories about who Slade was, because not a lot of people read the comics, right? Yeah. Um. So a lot of people were like, who the fuck Slade? It's like, is it Batman? Is he trying to train Robin? Especially in season one. It's like, is it Batman? Is he trying to train Robin? Is it is it this? Is it that? And my my crackpot theory is that Slade, and I, and I still kind of believe this, even now. I think that Slade is uh, a version of Robin from uh, an evil future 
And he, okay. now hear me out. Hear me out. Before I'm not going to discredit you yet. Don't discredit me yet. Um, a, there are a lot of similarities between Slade and Robin, both in terms of like physicality and how they fight and thematically. I mean, the whole reason in season one, Slade wants an apprentice, right? He wants to extend his legacy and he's gotten fixated on Robin. He feels like Robin is the perfect Slade Jr. He he can pretty much be exactly what he wants him to be. He has that uh, that single mindedness, you know, when he gets onto a task. He has this kind of compulsive behavior in terms of pushing forward and trying obsessive. to hunt down. Yeah, obsessive. There we go. He's got all of these things that Slade feels makes him the, the making of a perfect apprentice. And the whole oh. time in the whole off, they keep comparing Robin to Slade saying, yeah, or like Slade says you're similar to me. And then um, I think like Cyborg or somebody else mentions it too. Yeah. It's like, how much better are you really than Slade? You know? Yeah. And I think that's really interesting because all of those character traits um, the show doesn't necessarily say this directly, but it's it's both somewhat implied in the show and then very obviously implied if you if you know anything about comics that those behavioral traits stem from Batman, right? That's all shit that Batman has, right? Again, Bat Batman's obviously the mentor figure to Robin, and even the sh the show never directly brings up Batman, but it does show him in Shadow once. In uh, well, a, they show bat they show bats and every they time. show bats, yeah. And there's and a, then, and, yeah. yeah, and there's, there's a, a scene where Raven goes into his head and you see Robin getting his suit. Like yep. in the shadows. Yep. So like Batman is alluded to. We know that he exists here, but he's never yep. directly shown. Even in the first season, there's a line where um, I think Slade says something about wanting a father. And then Robin already says, I already had one. And then bats yeah, and you see up. bats. Yeah. Yeah. So like Batman very clearly exists. And all of these traits stem from Batman, right? Yeah. Like that need to push everything away and to push, push your teammates away to get the job done. Like, like Robin does in the Red X episode where he takes on this alias uh, of Red X as a thief to try and get closer to Slade. And that I type love Red X. Red X is a, a fucking amazing and episode. That episode. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, no, not that one. Later when he actually becomes a person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I mean, a great character, great suit. I fucking love that suit. I'm glad they they only just finally brought it into the comics after all these years. Um, like Red X is now in DC continuity after having never been, which is pretty interesting. He was only in the show, right? Yeah, only in the show. He was a show original character, and he finally got pushed to the comics like a month ago. Um, so it's been pretty interesting. I'm curious to see how that plot line goes. But yeah, like, so all of these things that Robin shows, especially in the first season, they stem from the fact that he was trained by Batman, a kind of uh, obsessive, paranoid, ultra-violent fighter. Yeah. And these are the traits that Slade also exemplifies and that Slade really wants out of Robin. And none of these are really traits that Slade has ever shown in the comics. Slade's whole thing against the Titans in the comics is that he wants vengeance because his son died fighting them. Like, it's not, it doesn't really have to do with this interest in, like, who Robin is as a person. And then when that comes into play, like what I find interesting is when they fight. So whenever they fight against each other, they're using very similar, like their, their moves are, are intentionally done to be very similar. Right. Yeah. And this, I think, is shown most in season four when they fight together against Trigon's demons. And they are quite literally in sync for the entire fight. All of their moves are one to one exactly mirrors of one another. It's their, their combat training seems identical, absolutely identical, except that. Uh, Deathstrokes is more refined and he has to put out less effort in order to beat the shit out of anyone he's fighting right mm -hmm. and then most interestingly there's a scene where Robin actually does get a good hit on on death on death on Slade right and you see Slade's mask come off but only half of the mask and you see his hair but his face is covered in the shadow so you can't see what he looks like and his hair is exactly like fucking Robin's hair it is the exact spiky shape Isn't it white no, you don't see his hair at all. It's black. It's all pitch black. It's all in the shadow. You just see the silhouette. Oh, I could have sworn you saw white. Or maybe no, we never we skin. never get to see his hair in this. Like we never get to see a single like distinguishing feature of his face except for his skull. 
And he is, he is, we do know from his skull that he is missing an eye because we see his skull in the Trigon arc when he got brought back to life, right? Mm. But um, the only time we get to see anything of him is his silhouette, and it is the exact same shape and style as Robin. And as a kid, every it just all the lines fucking pointed to this somehow being a future version of Robin from like the worst timeline. And now he's come back to kind of push Robin into basically being him. You know what I mean? Kind of a self like Looper almost self fulfilling okay. circle. That was my crackpot theory as a kid, and I truthfully still stand by it. Believe because it. there's there's nothing in this show that like defines Slade as Deathstroke. Like, Granted, th- Robin's also gonna have to hit like a hell of a growth spurt. <laughs> well, I'm saying he's got he's got he's got to grow up eventually. He does get a growth spurt. We see him as Nightwing, remember? He's yeah, but tall. Yeah, he's, but he's not as. Uh, no, he's only he's only like twenty there. That's, hmm. I'm assuming that Slade's like <laughs> a bit older. <laughs> you do stop growing at like twenty. I mean, I guess I. I, I kind of want to compare now how tall I want to like get the, the numbers out here. I want to compare a screenshot of how tall Nightwing is to Starfire and then how it's called De- uh, Slade is to, to Starfire just to get the exact numbers. God, that could that could be the smoking gun. If they're the exact and same height, your whole theory. It could, or it could crack. Or, you know what? It's not strong enough to technically crack it, but uh, we'll see. Um, not that out there. Yeah, and it's not that out there. And like, there's a lot of shit that kind of further distance Death uh, Slade from Deathstroke. Like, there's a character at the very last season we meet called um, Jericho, right? The, the blonde kid who never speaks, yeah. who had the ability to like get into people's bodies. Yeah, that's Deathstroke's son in the comics. They just never mentioned that. Mm. They just never fuck. That's like actively avoided. They don't even have Deathstroke in that arc. Like, it it, it make it makes no sense. Like that's that Jericho has the same power as comics. Jericho doesn't speak like comic book Jericho, but he's like he's like hanging out on this like mountain kind of like on this peak of this in the mountain meadow. in the meadow yeah. is playing fucking music. Yeah, that's not really comic book Jericho. Like he is kept distinctly different and separate from like Slade in any real way to the point that I don't think it's his kid. Uh, <laughs> like it uh, just doesn't. There's nothing in canon that's his own. <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, there's not there's nothing in canon to suggest that that's Slade's kid, like truly, like there's there's genuinely nothing about Slade here that implies that he's Deathstroke. I mean, it's I just could just put name. it as like season six just being rushed. Season season five being season or five, five. Sorry, season five. Yeah, I don't bad. think season five was rushed. I don't know. It felt a little rushed to me. I we'll get to we'll that get, later. We'll get to that when we get there. <laughs> yeah. But I I truly I take it as a piece of evidence that the Slade that we're seeing is not really Deathstroke as he is in the comics. He's not Slade Wilson. You know, this mm. is somebody else who his adaptation takes a lot of uh, references from the original Deathstroke, right? But the becomes his own thing. But it is, is distinctly his own thing. And I think his own person behind the mask. The Teen Titans Go, the, the, the cartoon, uh, dis- goes very heavily against this, right? Because it introduces um, his daughter, Rose Wilson, as Ravager. And I think it actually shows us his face. But I'm going to choose to ignore that because I don't care. And um, there was a series of comics that loosely that like they are loosely canon, but they're mostly dumb little adventures. But then one of them also shows Ravenger as his daughter. But Ravenger existing here doesn't make any sense because Slade's whole thing is about legacy and apprenticeship. But then if he has his daughter, why, why, why this? It just, it just raises yeah. a lot of questions. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I don't think Rose makes sense in this canon. But the point is, I still fucking think Slade is just evil Robin from the future. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, I could see it. I can see yeah. it. I I would love to somehow. I want to ask Ron. And Paul. honestly, like, it sounds really like possible. It's a really cool idea. I like yeah. it. I liked it as a kid, and I really <laughs> thought I was right. And then someone's like, "Oh no, his name is actually just Slade Wilson." I'm like, "That's fucking lame." 
that's so much worse. Like they actively don't show us his face. It feels like it's this big mystery. And then to have literally like no payoff, if he is Slade Wilson, to have like the most non-zero sum payoffs in the fucking world. Yeah. It's just so lame. But yeah, that's just my fucking craziness. I just I, I needed my little rant. That's that's my one of two I'm gonna get out this episode. Fair enough. Yeah. We talked a lot about Slade, but even in the first season, there's a whole bunch of other Slade Slade is the main villain out basically the whole show besides Trigon, which is later on. And uh Brother Hive. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say every every season has its own. Season one and two were both Slade as their main antagonists, but then three, four, and five each have their own different thing going on. Villain, yeah, Brotherhood of Evil, Brother Blood, and um, Trigon being the big yeah. ones. But then the one-off episodes have a bunch of uh, reoccurring uh, villains. My favorites being like I love Mad Mod and uh, Mumbo. I love Mad Mod and Mumbo. They get really fun individual episodes. Yeah. Any character yeah. that has the ability to like affect reality allows the animators to just do a lot of cool fucking shit like mad mods episode is like everything's in like this revolution. black and white yeah yeah his revolution episode is like everything's like in this black and white like a lot of references yeah yeah it's just it's really fun I, it just lets them fuck around with shit mumbo's yeah. episode has a lot of fun animation quirks when they go into his hat in season like three and uh we everything everybody turns into an animal like yeah baseball who turns into a fucking lamp <laughs> it's fun i think i like that i like i like how the show doesn't take itself too seriously you know like i think there's a time and place for superhero shows that that really take themselves seriously and i'm glad this one doesn't because you you, you, this is the funniest like this i I was laughing out loud at uh, multiple moments especially in the episode uh stranded when they're in space and they crash land on a random planet and beast boy is building cyborg and he's just destroying him every time he builds him (laughs) Yeah, there's some great fucking jokes here. Because, yeah. like, this premise was done, you know, again later on in the show called Young Justice. I don't think either of you have watched that, have you? No, I have nope. not. No. Okay, we'll get, we're going to get to it eventually. Um, Wasn't it's that the really one you good. Said it wasn't? Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> that, one, that one's good. It's yeah, Young good. Justice is really good, um, but it's much more serious. And it, it takes basically this premise of, like, the next generation, these young superheroes, and it, and it plays it a lot more straight. Mm, Whereas yeah. this is, is clear, very obviously very anime inspired. And it uh, it fucks around with the concept a lot more, and it has a lot of fun with it. And oh, yeah, I, I, appre- I appreciate the shit out of that. The anime reaction faces are hilarious. Yeah, they're they're really fun. I always feel like anime reaction faces can be hit or miss, and like the only place I can genuinely think that I've really enjoyed them from are here and like One Piece, mm-hmm. <laughs> like where the extensive reaction faces are just really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm glad that it doesn't take itself too seriously, and yet at the yeah. same time, that doesn't stop it from getting to dark places. It it's very yeah. similar to One Piece, like very similar to One Piece. Both of these shows will will hurt you at least a little. One Piece yeah. will hurt you a lot. Yeah, One Piece um, will hurt you a lot. I also I also am really glad that this show does not shy away from some pretty like this is a show where a lot of the episodes are self contained, right? And then there's like little episode crossover arcs, and usually for self contained cartoons, it's like. Oh, the episode's over. Here's your little message, you know. Um, be kind to other people. Yeah. Don't be a racist, you know. And and this show, Jen, at the end has, of the day, everybody's happy. Yeah, and this show has those those messages, but at the same time, some of the arcs are not afraid to give some more interesting messages. Like, what does it mean to be a good person? Is kind of yep. something that gets touched on in the terror arc or even the Trigon arc. And like, what makes a person special and capable? Like that's touched on in Cyborg's arc. 
um, you know, what does it mean to be a leader is something really big for for Beast Boy. And then yeah. the last episode, in my opinion, touches on the single most interesting theme on the entire show. And I'll get to that when we get to that, because I have quite a bit to say about that last episode. But I just appreciate the fact that when it does these larger stories that have a lot more tension and a lot like kind of more heightened action to them, the themes kind of grow in scale with that. The themes get bigger and more interesting and more complex. And I think that's just a lot to say for a 2003 cartoon for kids, you know, where it's, it's touching on these much more interesting ideas than I think a lot of than a fair amount of shows are at the time. Yeah. In the very early 2000s. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Cyborg's arc. His whole thing is in season three, but even in season one with his episode with uh, Fix It, when yeah. he, the, the uh, robot in the trash in the junkyard is trying to fix him by making him an entirely robot. That's a that's a good point that leads into season three. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the first episodes in season one that I'm like, OK, it's getting it, it, it's found its footing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the first two episodes, like we said, the Hive uh, pilot episode, it just jumps you in. The next episode is Blackfire. And then a bit of an early introduction of her, actually, now that I think about it. They're both really weird to introduce Hive in the first episode and then immediately Blackfire, who doesn't show up until like two seasons yeah. later. Yeah, it's, Blackfire it's definitely showed up a in choice. the second episode. Yep. Yeah, she shows up ridiculously early on. It's, it's weird. Like, I kind of get going for the High Five just because it's like they're kind of like the Teen Titan equivalent villains. Yeah. yeah. And it does set up, it does set up like, um, Hive Academy. Slade. What? Well, the Hive Academy and Slade actually it sets up both of them because Slade oh, yeah. is like, Slade hires them. But it is still just a bit of a weird place. Um, yeah. I, I mean, mean I, I, I like season one just because I, I still like season one, I should say, because there are a fair amount of, um, individual character episodes I really enjoy. Oh, so, like, yeah. You're talking about, you're talking about some of his parts, which is the, uh, Mr. Fix It episode. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's Nevermore, where we get our first hints at Trigon when we go that's into Raven's headspace. Yeah, that's yeah. a great one. Um, we even start to get like some of the extended cast that Teen Titans is known for because we get Deep Six, which is an episode that introduces Lagoon Boy and Aqualad, and yeah. we get Forces of Nature where we see Thunder and Lightning. So I just think season, I think season one's a nice broad kind of summary of like a lot of different things the show can be good at. Yeah, I'm not 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 digging too heavily into any one thing. Yeah. The episode, the season also ends with Car Trouble, which it wasn't supposed to be the season finale. It was supposed yeah. to be The Apprentice. But in Car Trouble, I always remember as a kid when he destroys the car. It's like, oh, you work so hard and you destroy it for it. And then as I watch the show, it's like, wait, this car blows up every season. <laughs> so it gets, <laughs> fucked. it gets fucked up in the movie. The final film, like epilogue, uh, Titans in Tokyo, that car gets fucked up again. It gets, every season it gets blown up. Every season it's like, God damn it, I got to fucking build this again. <laughs> um. You know, actually, I think, you know, I want to finish talking about season one and then I want to now nah, actually that makes more sense to touch it on. I was going to say we could talk about the characters, but it actually makes more sense to touch on them as we get to their arcs. Yeah, because every character but Starfire has a respective season arc. Which was Starfire was supposed six. to have one. Yeah, it's it's hard. See, it's interesting. I've heard so many conflicting reports about that. I'll, I'll get to that when I get to that, because that's that's going to tie into the series for the series finale. Um, so, but too. Well, actually, well, I guess we could just—we didn't actually talk about the Apprentice episodes. The yeah, finale. That's true. We kind of just skipped over those. We kind of—we talked about Slade. We talked about Robin, but um, we talked about him wanting to be an apprentice, and then in this uh, this uh, two-parter, he um, betrays the Titans because he doesn't tell them what he's doing. He just wants to be an apprentice to get close to Slade. And is this when he's Red X the whole time? No, 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 no. That's Mask. Apprentice is when Slade pretty much puts micro bombs inside of the Titans. Right. And right, he right. says, if you don't work for me, I'm going to kill your friends. 
Yeah. Um, and it's I think it's interesting because I, I love there's a sequence where Slade pretty much tells Robin stop holding back, and then Robin wrecks the absolute shit out of his teammates. Yep. Yeah, he um, destroys them. Absolutely love that sequence. Just like I again, it, again, it just all of this highlights that dichotomy between them and the similarities slade even says you know hey you might have hated fighting your friends but you can't tell me you weren't thrilled were you I, I read all of your vitals i read your heartbeat i know that you enjoyed the thrill of having that fight just as much yeah. as i did um and i think it, it just highlights again it just highlights how similar they are and then it also highlights how different they are when at the end of the day or not necessarily how different they are as much as what makes them different because at the end even though uh, robin's team is aware of the of the bombs inside them they go to try and save him and, and say you know even though we're at risk we want you to get out of this and that's the moment that kind of lets robin make a sacrifice play where he puts the bombs inside of himself pretty much telling slade you can kill me but then you don't get what you want and i know you hate to lose yep and he knows he hates to lose because because robin hates to lose again they're, they're they have these this perfect parallel between them that i love um, I just love how fucking similar they made them. I think it's it's such a. I mean, it's always great to have your hero and villains be foils like that, where they share so many traits, but just a couple of things are off. In this case, the fact that Robin has this team, um, mm. I just I fucking love it. I really like the season one finale. Well, two part. It's that another. Yeah, season one, season one, two parter. I should say. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great one. Yeah, and then his search for an apprentice leads into terror. Leads into the terror arc. Um. Uh, let's talk about, I think, just one of the, the standover episodes, the, the standalone episodes, the premiere, How Long Is Forever? Yeah, the, that's the uh, future episode, like you said. Yeah, fucking love that one. Yeah, the seeing uh, uh, Nightwing, uh, well, obviously, it's Robin, but he, he goes by yeah. Nightwing now. Yeah. Uh, seeing uh, Raven's very interesting. I kind of want, I would like to see why she, in a men- basically a mental institution. I, I get why I, I get why she goes there to protect others because I'm guessing she feels like she's a threat to others. I think the implication because the implication is that she um she's wearing her white outfit, right? And she most commonly is dressed in her white outfit when it's her devoid of all of her emotions to a certain degree, or at least okay. devoid of Trigon. So I'm not a hundred percent sure. I I mean obviously I'm just I'm speculating entirely, right? Because like she uses her white her white outfit in one episode where she's just happy, which is a bit yeah. weird, but like. Uh, my assumption is that somehow she has forced Trigon, if not back, just deep within herself to the because, like, I mean, chronologically, this would be well after her birthday, right? So it would you would have well expected after yeah. the Trigon, uh, yeah, arc. when the prophecy is supposed to happen. So I think the implication is that she has somehow forced Trigon so deep within herself that it's absolutely cracked her. Um, yeah, I could see that. Away. Yeah, and then locks herself away to lock Trigon away because we, we clearly that didn't occur. So it seems like without her friend, she was forced to pretty much just internalize all of her feelings and Trigon. Okay. Um, some fun references in this episode. Do you see those, you know, those two guys who are like bullying Beast Boy? Yeah. They are mutants from the Dark Knight Returns comic. Um, very small little Easter egg, but it suggests that the Dark Knight Returns takes place in this timeline somehow. Interesting. Uh, yeah, very, very fucking interesting. I find that to be a really fun little detail. Um, and I think it also this 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 episode really highlights how important Starfire is, as quite literally the heart of the team, because without her, yeah. everything goes to shit. And then when she returns, you kind of get that triumphant moment where the team comes back together, even though they're not necessarily the same person they used. They're not the same people they used to be. I, I like yeah. This is this is probably one of my favorites of season two. Yeah, season two picks 
I mean, we we kind of shit on season one. It's not like bad or anything, but it, yeah, it, I like the other two, like Avatar and like Clones. It progresses and it gets better. Yeah, yeah. It's I still just, think season one. I don't think it's the worst season. You don't really okay. I I'm very curious to see what you're gonna but say. Actually, I don't. I don't think it has the worst episode. What is the worst episode? Is it Larry? Is it uh or Baby Robin? Baby Robin. Baby Robin. I think that's Mother Larry. May I? Yeah, Larry is the bit is the kid oh, yeah. Robin. Yeah. Uh, I don't like I, Mother May I. I don't like Mother May I either. Can I keep him? I don't think that was that bad. Silky. Yeah, Silky wasn't a bad. Silky's episode, a fun was one. Silky's fine. Mother May I was real shit. But I I I don't know. I think I like Mother May I more than Johnny Rancid. Johnny Rancid's a stupid ass villain. I yeah, Johnny Rancid fucking sucks. I yeah. I don't know who the fuck Johnny Rancid. Fuck Johnny Rancid. Oh, yeah, I always hate Johnny Rancid. Yeah, that I might put Mother May I above Larry just because Mother May I's semi decent villain. Yeah, even though I don't like the aesthetic of it, she's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I can, I'll, I'll, I'll accept this. Rance, it doesn't make any sense. What does he want to do? Street race? <laughs> oh, no, he wants the street race and cause Raven to have a weird crush moment. <laughs> it was, it, it's a bad fuck. I don't like that episode. I really yeah. don't. Even I as mean, a kid, I, that was always one of the ones I'd like. Ah. I, I also I like the today. I like the animation because it's they do a different animation to go to weird universe and I like the mouth moving shit. That was a fun bit, but yeah. it, it just I don't know. I think that obviously for these types of shows, um, the ones that are straight up actual narrative tend to be more interesting. But you need to kind of counterbalance them in a show like this with the more yeah. comedic ones. But the comedic ones always just usually ends up a little bit lower on the totem pole. Some of them are still really fun, and then you know it's like like a a really good purely funny episode isn't going to be as good as like a really good narrative episode. Oh, of course. But not. a really bad comedy episode can fucking stink way worse than a bad narrative episode ever could, I think. Yeah. Um, that I still think is the funniest episode entirely because of Peace Point Cyborg. Yeah, that's a great, it's actually a fucking great B plot. Yeah. Um, but another, and let's talk about the individual episodes first. And then I think the overarching arc uh, only human is another episode that further supports the cyborg storyline. Um, and I, I kind of want to know, how do you guys feel about Cyborg in this compared to Snyderverse? Or Doom Patrol. Or Doom Patrol, actually. Yes, but sorry, we did watch both of these shows. How do you feel about how do you feel about the, 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 the Cyborg trifecta of character arcs? I still like him the best here, but that's probably because he has the most... He has five seasons. Yes, one of them is entirely dedicated to him, but he still has five seasons compared to... Uh, well, I mean, I only saw one of Doom Patrol in four hours of uh, Snyder. Yeah, Faison? It's tough. I actually don't know. Hmm. Faison's thinking, currently uh, rubbing his brow in order to stimulate the thought processes. I mean, I no, think... my eye was itching because they're just <laughs> fucking watery. I mean, I think that maybe. Well, no, I can't even say that because Snyder's not going to keep going with Cyborg or whatever. Yeah, and also, it, it, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I think after everything that's happening, um, I'm not sure if we'll get Cyborg's story continued. Unfortunately. Alright, so then you can't. So then Snyder's out. Doom Patrol. Yeah, that's a good iteration of it. But I think that I like the Titans one the most. I I'm gonna I agree with Tyler because um, one thing I really like about this cyborg that I feel like specifically the Snyder for cyborg is is he got, the Snyder version had way more than the Whedon one, but um, I really like how overly like positive cyborg is. I like how positive all these characters are, right? Because ultimately, like they most of them have been in a shit place. At one point or another, Robin's family is dead um, and he's kind of out on his own. Starfire was taken as a slave uh, as her sister pretty much set up a plot to take over her planet. 
Beast Boy, uh, it's not Beast Boy's adopted family kind of kicked him out, or at least the leader of his adopted family kicked him out. We don't really talk about Beast Boy's origin here, but in one of the comics, it's implied like, yeah, his parents are dead too. Um, uh, Raven is set to cause the end of the universe. Yeah. And Cyborg was in a horrible accident that uh, left him deeply changed emotionally and physically. And yet there is a, a positivity to all these characters when they're together. And I think it's really fun when you see the the origin story of them and go, you see just how much different they were before they had each other. And I, I just I really like the the enthusiasm and the the joy you kind of get with Cyborg that like even though he he was in that accident and even though he's he's forever changed by it. Um that doesn't mean he's not going to have a good time and he's not going to be a happy person. You know what I mean? As, as he is. So does um, it, does it get to that point in doom patrol? Cause I haven't, I haven't watched any other seasons. I've only seen season one. So okay. I don't, I don't know. Oh, you didn't see two yet. I haven't seen two yet. So I don't really know where his arc has gone. And after everything that happened with his father, nearly killing him. Um, yeah. I can and, only imagine it's going further down for him. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with them. Whereas okay. in, in the Snyder cut, we have moments of it. Like he has that one sequence where he flies in the air and he smiles kind of realizing what he's capable of yeah but also his father dies in that cut so we don't we don't quite get to see the potential positivity yeah, i, I of think it. like tyler was saying it's just really tough to compare them because like yeah the you're going a four-hour movie one season to a show that's five seasons long yeah yeah like that arc that arc could come about where he becomes this more i guess self-accepted person right um i just i just really like that depiction overall with this yeah. and then you also like he still has that conflict of like you know, man, when I was human, I used to give 110%. And now my machinery says I can only give 100%. But also, that, fuck that. You know? Is that in the Atlas episode? That is in, the- yeah, that's in Only Human. Yeah. Yeah, I love that sequence where he starts, like, he, the number just breaks forward because he's still human. He can give as much as he needs to in this. Yeah. Uh, I just say, yeah, I love Cyborg's arc in this a lot. I think it's probably my favorite depiction of him as a whole. Um, it's just really good. I, yeah. I really like it. Yeah. It's probably my favorite depiction of all of these characters in any adaptation of them and in several cases i prefer them to their comic book counterparts by a good amount um in the 1980s beast boy was just super horny all the time it was uncomfortable and then in the (laughs) 2000s he got just really into social media and it was it was absolutely fucking obnoxious um so (laughs) this is the only beast boy that doesn't suck to me (laughs) that i can that i can think that i can think of because there's there's a there's a lot of runs in like the 90s i didn't read where like Beast Boy is the actual leader of the Teen Titans for a while, um, so that's probably distinctly different. I just haven't read that, but from what I've read of him, um, he's either really horny or just really into Twitter. And I, it's that's just weird. It's it's a bad it's a bad batch of things. In the in the eighties, one he's constantly called like hitting on every woman possible, and that's probably the only reason he warmed up to Terra. It just I don't like it. It's it's I mean it's not the only reason he warmed up to Terra. That's kind of discrediting part of the story, but. It's I it's just not the great uh, depiction of him. Uh, Starfire also incredibly horny, especially in the New Fifty Two. Just all the time, she sleeps with Robin's best friend and brother. Um, okay. It, it are, are was, we sure you're watching Teen Titans or are we <laughs> that was that was that was what were you looking up? What that was that up? was that was Red Hood and the Outlaws nineteen uh not nineteen that was the Red Hood and the Outlaws two thousand eleven New Fifty Two run. It's bad. Yeah, I don't that, even think it's considered I, canon. Are you sure? Are you bad. sure this was on like yes. one, two, three movies? Or... No, no, it was. It was a comic book. It was a are physical you sure comic you're book. Reading something. I read it in a Barnes and Nobles. It was. Or, it was oh God, deeply Chris, uncomfortable. Really? The back rooms or what? <laughs> yeah, I just had a blanket over me. 
Um, oh God! Deep, deeply no, deep, very uncomfortable. I don't like it. I don't. I honestly try not to think of that run as canon overall because it's a fucking yeah, well, dumpster why would you fire. Even bring it up now. I'm thinking about it because I need you to understand how good this show is. That it takes certain elements from the comics that are trash, like Beast Boy's <laughs> character in a lot of situations, and even the modern depiction of Starfire, which is it is it isn't trash just because she does that. It's trash because the writer is is a dude and he's trying to write it like she's so liberated that I can draw her in a bikini, and it's like. That's oh, not really. We know we know yeah, what you're on. doing. We're not stupid. Isn't that's isn't the terror arc that is portrayed in the show bad in the comic? Yes. So that's that's the main thing I was leading up to with this, right? Is that it it's not I don't think it's considered bad. It's considered like a, a very iconic run, right? Right, but is it good? I think it's fucking garbage. I I re, I not only I read it before and I didn't like it. And just to be sure, I wanted to be sure, I, I read the entire run. All of the all forty issues um, and everything leading up to the to the to do the Judas contract is what the arc is called, just to be sure that maybe I didn't miss something. And no, it's fucking garbage. Tara, as a character in the comics, is kind of a massive asshole. She oh, I heard is, you're just a sociopath. She's a fucking sociopath. Yeah, she's crazy. Like genuinely, like, like she, and like in this show, she isn't actually working with Slade in the beginning. She actually no, she, wants she, to there's be a, a conflict. Junior. Yeah, there's yeah. a conflict. She genuinely wants to be a member of the Titans and she can't control her powers. In the comics, the only conflict c- comes from her backstory. She was like uh basically like the the bastard daughter of a king and her mother was killed and she's on the run, right? And she's kind of lived her on her own and then Slade Slate, well, Deathstroke's a fucking he's a he's a fucking pedophile. Um that's something that also should be noted. He's sleeping with Tara. She's 16 and he's sleeping with her the yeah. entire time to kind of keep her under I his thumb. I could see why they wreck on that one. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Um, And so she's working for Slade immediately. She pretends that she was kidnapped by these terrorists and they were forcing her to attack people. And then she like joins the Titans. But even while she's with the Titans, she's just a total asshole. She's just mean. She's she's just the worst fucking person. She's insulting That's everybody crazy, constantly. I, she's the unlikable. Show did her arc so well. She's amazing yeah. in the show, but in the comics, she's a total, total. She's just the worst fucking person. And like, and then they reveal like she's working for Slade. It's like, man, I didn't like her in the first place. And then what's worse is how the arc actually resolves. So kind of like alongside the show, and we'll talk about the show specifically in a bit. Um, they have a sequence where Deathstroke's like, you know, it's time to activate the plan. And she starts taking out the Titans one by one. And Slade goes and takes out the Titans one by one alongside her, right? And then at the end, Slade, it, it's, you know, it's, it's a comic, it's a bit more involved. So Slade is like selling them out to Brother Blood. Um, and he's like, I finally get to get vengeance for my son who died fighting them, blah, blah, blah. Um, and the only person they didn't get to capture was Nightwing, right? Um, and every all the other Titans are captured and like the Brother Blood has them hooked up to this machine that's going to kill them. And Terra reveals, that's right, bitches, it's me. I fucking hated all of you. I hated you too, Beast Boy. I never loved you. I never liked you. You're the worst. She's just like, she doesn't mean it 100%, but she's like kind of just berating them and kind of gloating over the fact that she betrayed them. Not a great look. And then, um, and then Nightwing comes in. Well, he was he was Robin. He takes on the mantle of Nightwing in this issue, and he comes in and he brings Jericho, right? Slade's son, like I mentioned before. Um, but he has he has a purpose here. And Deathstroke's like, my son, what the fuck is he doing here? This is weird. And then Jericho goes into Slade's body and like possesses him, right? And then so Slade starts like freeing Deathstroke starts freeing the Titans because Jericho's in his body, and Terra's like, what? You betrayed me. Your work. You're saving the Titans. It's all because of your son. You love your son more than me. You don't love me. <laughs> you never. Oh, you, you don't love me, forty-year-old man. Oh my! And God. then she, in her anger, she brings down the whole building, 
and kills herself. And that's it. And then at the end, they have a funeral for her, and it says Terra, a Titan. And I uh, it never fucking made that's... any sense to me. It's the worst fucking thing I've it's horrible. I yeah. hate that rark. It's compared, so fucking bad. Compared to the show where it's amazing. Where she's uh she feels betrayed by the Titans because uh Beast Boy well no, Robin figures out that she can't control her powers. Tara thought that Beast Boy told him, and that was the whole thing of you promised, and she thought that promise was broken. She runs off, Slade finds her, and then the story is similar, uh, similar in that, like, uh, they're getting taken out one by one, and then they come back later, and then Tara brings down the place. Yeah. No, she... In the later episode, it shows that she punches Slade off, a cl- off the cliff into lava. In the actual episode, she just brings the cliff down and he falls but same thing he falls into lava he dies for a little bit and then she turns to stone yeah Yeah, i think i think there's also just a lot more like again tara actually has a personality here that is palatable compared to how she is in the comics isn't awful person she's not a terrible person she's genuinely nice she genuinely likes the titans even raven who doesn't quite get along with her she does want to get along with at first right raven can sense something's weird when she comes back the second time around when she's actually working for Slade. But in the beginning, she wants to get along with all the Titans. She cares about her friends, um, you know, and it's genuinely that sense of betrayal and wanting to be better and capable that kind of sends her straight into Slade's arms. And Slade, he still preys on her, but he like, he preys on her emotionally only, not physically. I'm pretty sure they took the uh, predatory part of Slade from the comic and used that for the one scene in the Trigon arc. They, yeah, they... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that joke's a fucking problem but uh here he's like he's preying on her emotions he's preying on all of her insecurities and the fact that she doesn't think she's good enough or strong enough and he says pretty much i'll make you strong enough i'll make it so that there's no reason for the titans to ever um doubt you doubt you again yeah and it, it's pretty much it's, it's an interesting inversion to what he did with robin where with robin he well he was preying on the fact that they're so similar with tara he was preying on the fact that she's kind of an empty canvas for him where she has so many insecurities that he can manipulate and fill in the void with what he needs to, that he pretty much just, he can make his own perfect like apprentice. Um, but then what's, what's interesting is she has a lot of moments where she's realizing she's in the wrong. Like she has the scene with Beast Boy where she desperately wants to tell him that what's going on. And she takes him away from Titan's tower during the invasion in order to kind of like try and be like, listen, I made a fucking mistake. You got to forgive me. I'm so sorry. I realize I'm in the wrong and Beast Boy kind of can't forgive her for it yeah yeah and that just sends her even further down the path to slate right like there are there are there are levels to it and there are steps where you can see her reach that point where she slays apprentice you know versus like i've always been working and sleeping with slate and now i betrayed you titans there's 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 like these key moments where you can watch her kind of evolve and i think that's just really fucking good yeah, it is. It's done amazingly. It's done fucking amazingly. And then, like, the actual, like, attack where she starts taking them down is so good. There's just a huge amount of tension as, like, she's beating down each and every, like, individual Teen Titan member. And she, like, pretty much offs them one by one. Like, it, it really feels desperate. Like, they're getting broke, like, just destroyed by her. Yep. And in the finale, it opens up with, like, her fucking monologue where she basically says, you know, I'm Tara. I was a Titan. I've done terrible things and I have absolutely no regrets. And that very, that pretty much takes the one interesting thing about comic book Tara. And then it adds it to the show. It repurposes it. It it repurposes it. It cuts out all the garbage. Like 
this is like we've said before adaptation shouldn't be one-to-one this is the first time I think this is like adaptation completely eclipses and overshadows its source material here it's this is the one and only good adaptation of the Terra arc that I've I've seen so far. It's it's not very good in the Teen Titan animated movies that they have. Um, it's terrible in the comic. It's amazing here. It's okay in Young Justice. Um, this one does it fucking perfectly. It's so good. And even her sacrifice, she kills, she dies, but she does take Slade with her. Like she actually is a Titan. She deserves that title at the end of the day. She's more. She she chooses to be a good person and kind of realizes that. You know, no matter how far you've gone, you can still make the right choice. That's like the theme of this episode or this of this this overarching narrative with her. And it's fucking good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I love I love the terror. It's probably one of my favorite individual like in the overarching story arcs of the whole show. Yeah. That whole I think it might be my second Trigon is amazing. Trigon is definitely the darkest it gets. I think I still got to give it to Terra just because like I know the comparison and to see something I know to be such garbage turned into something so good, especially because of its like, a, a gem, a gem, a, a turd to a gem. And like, especially with the parallels in the final episode and just her whole relationship with Beast Boy being so fucking good for Beast Boy's character, honestly, in this. It's just great. I love it. Uh, on to season three. Yeah, I think that covers... I mean, there's uh, there's the one-off episodes, but I'll go through them quickly. My favorite being like Control uh, Fear itself, the one of Control Freak. Oh yeah, I love that one, the Raven episode. Yeah, I just love the ha- the Haunted House episode. They do it twice. There's two Haunted House episodes. There's this one in Haunted, which is the best episode of the whole show. Haunted is Haunted is Haunted raises questions. Haunted raises a particular question. I can't wait to get that. Actually, that, that that's actually very. That's actually season three. You want to just get to Haunted? Sure. <laughs> it's yeah. the best episode. Read us read us into Haunted, Tyler. Uh, Haunted is a one-off episode. has nothing to do with uh, Cyborg's arc of Season 3. It deals instead with Robin truly believing that uh, Slade is not dead because he found his... Uh, he has his box that has Slade's old stuff, and when he opens it, there's, there's gas that infects him. You don't realize that until the end, but the whole episode, he's fighting and trying to beat Slade again. The ghost, Basically, the ghost of Slade... And he's just getting his ass beat the entire time. And it's basically going to die until the last minute. Yeah. Um, it's fucking great. Again, it's just another sequence that shows that Slade in this is so much. It's so fucking malicious and brilliant that beyond the grave, he does something like this. Um, it's it, it, I, a lot of it is like it's kind of Robin's again, his on his inability to let go of things, his obsession with his, his with his villain. Right. Same thing that Batman has. Um, it's as much an internal struggle as it is this external struggle about the poison that he's been hit with, you know, by Slade. Yeah. Um, it is intense. Everyone thinks that Robin's going crazy until Raven goes into his head and sees that he truly believes that he's fighting Slade and Slade's winning. It is a, it is a fucking perfectly, it's a perfect episode of the show. Like, it's scary. It's scary it, might, I, it might be one of my favorite, like between the three shows, this is arguably my favorite episode. Like, I can't think of a single an individual Avatar episode that kind of. Mm, yeah, I guess it's me, hard it's, to say. For me, it's uh, this and Tales of Passing Say just because of Iro. I was gonna say Ember Island because of Zuko. Yeah, Clones it's, is harder to pick a single episode because because it's the, all arcs. Arc, it's all arcs. Yeah. Yeah. It's you hard, can't it's pick arcs. a middle. You can't pick a middle arc. You can pick a moment from the arc. I know my yeah. favorite moment from Clones when we season get to seven. It, but, 
Well, technically, we've already gotten to it as far as the audience knows. All right, when we record it, then. When we record it, yeah. I'm guessing something in season seven. I'm yeah, hoping I'm right. Uh, actually, no. No. Wow. No, there's okay. one moment that I that I'm really like. I got really hyped for just seeing it, but yeah. I'm very excited for this now. Mm. Um, but yeah, Haunted has got to be one of my favorite episodes of, of, of it's got to be one of my favorite cartoon episodes, period. Like I fucking, Haunted stays in my mind forever. I cannot get this episode out of my mind because of how fucking good it was. Oh yeah. Even before we watched it, I like, I knew that episode and I knew the name. It's like, is this the episode where fucking Slade almost murders fucking Robin? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. And it's also an episode that adds a single question that never gets picked up again. And I'm pretty sure it's just because the showrunners didn't bother thinking about it after this point. Um, is who the, set it the, up? Huh? Is who set it up? Who set it up? The the poison was remotely detonated. And we have no fucking clue who did it or why. It is, it is implied in the Trigon arc that Slade was only recently brought back to life. So this was very much probably not him. If we're going by the comics and we're assuming Slade is Deathstroke, there's a character called Wintergreen who's kind of like Slade's out, uh, Alfred. But I, this doesn't even make sense for Wintergreen to do. I genuinely cannot think of a really good pick for who the fuck would do this other than Slade. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, maybe you could pretend like, oh, maybe it was just on an automatic timer, but that's kind of stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Narratively, like they, the, narratively it makes have, sense, but it's dumb. If they didn't have Cyborg's last line of, oh, the remote was dented, you would have just expected, oh, it was a thing that if he got too close, it goes yeah. off. Exactly. So, like, the fact that they set up this mystery, it makes it feel like shit. The Slade's, Slade's not gone. And he's not, but it's like, it, it feels different. But not right? in the way you think. Yeah. I really, I would love to know that little detail. But again, again, that kind of goes against the theme of the final episode of the show we'll get to that um yeah i think that that's the best one off in the show it's one of the best episodes in the show this season also has some other fun one-offs though it has um spellbound where raven gets catfished by a book yeah, yeah. Um, i do i think this might be my favorite season i think this season has this episode okay this season has the strongest individual episodes but i think probably the we one of the weaker overall arcs uh i would probably agree with that i still have the Trigon Antero arc above cyborgs. Yeah, same, but yeah. in terms of the individual episodes, yeah, we said Haunted's the best one of the entire show. Yes. But then you also have like some really fun episodes like Revolution. And then the other uh Mad not Mad Mad. Uh, yeah, Bunny Raven or How to Make a Titanimal Disappear. Right. Both of those episodes are fantastic. Spellbound's fun. Uh X, we have a return of um Red X. Red X, yeah. Somebody stealing Robin's suit and having a just a great fucking character. Honestly, a real fun character. Um, like a good a good amount of kind of like villainous charisma to him. A great piece of music kind of accompanying him, like this Western vibe music. Mm -hmm. I don't know the fuck it is, but I like it. Um, Bethrode is probably one of the better Starfire episodes, probably the second best Starfire individual episode, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because the best Wait, one is the, the one for me, it would be uh what's it called? Is it transformation? No, Snowblind. Uh, I, I like Snowblind. The, uh... Uh, Red Star. Yeah. I like Snowblind a lot. Um, it also has like Crash and Can I Keep Him, which are kind of kind of kind of kind of duds, but not too bad. And then there's the actual arc of uh Cyborg's arc. So you got Fate now Phase on Phase on, you've been exceptionally quiet. I'm forcing you to speak phase on summarize. Phazon, I feel like absolute garbage. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason I've been quiet. <laughs> Uh, Faison's Faison's dying today. What a shame. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, so save a cyborg's arc. Uh, Tyler, you take it then, because I, I haven't shut up this whole fucking episode. Cyborg's arc, it we uh, calls back to that season one episode basically, but his arc is that he infiltrates Hive to get close to Brother Blood and try to defeat his plans, and he does. And that's like the first episode, but. Blood becomes basically his slade. He becomes obsessed. It's like, oh, it's personal for me. I want to fucking get him. That's my guy. And then when he goes off to help Titans East with Aqualad, Bumblebee, Speedy. Side note, why is his name fucking Speedy? Because that's his name. The guy who shoots arrows is Speedy. Yeah, Speedy. I don't know. I always found that weird that <laughs> the, the guy who's... Because he, he shoots his arrows so fast. Really? You you would think a guy named Speedy has the power of, like Flash or Mousy Mano. It's not fucking I kind of agree with Tyler here. Yeah. You're not wrong. I like his other names that he gets later on. Actually, fun fact, because we first meet Speedy in a previous episode. Um Winter called Winner Takes All. We didn't mention that. I also love that one. That's a fun episode. Yeah, it's like a basically a little battle royale between a bunch of eventual Titan characters. Minus Gizmo, because Gizmo's Minus Gizmo, because Gizmo, Gizmo's a little shit. Gizmo's a little fucking shitter. Um, however, when they when they talk about Speedy, they say Speedy has all the tools he needs in his arsenal. Um, Speedy's name eventually goes on to be Arsenal. That's better. Uh, that's yeah, it is. It is better. But it's like it's a name he doesn't take till he's a lot older. So um, it's it's a but it's a much better name. I like Arsenal. I also think Red Arrow works pretty well. Um, yeah, not Speedy. <laughs> Speedy, you know, it was just like it's like like what Green Arrow would call him. It's like hey, it's me and Speedy. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't help your case. <laughs> me, and my, me and my kid Speedy, he's he's hooked on crack. No, heroin. He's hooked on heroin. <laughs> that no crack. Uh, keep going. I'm not. That wasn't. A, that wasn't really a joke. He did have a, a really bad heroin addiction in the 80s. Uh, he's better now. He had, um Killer Croc is his sponsor in in uh in getting staying clean. Anyway, Titans East. I'm uh, I'm not even making that shit up. It, anyway, yeah. When Cyborg eventually uh goes out to help them build the team, build the tower. He has the dilemma of, oh, do I just stay here and become their leader and become my own person or do I return home? Yeah. Uh, pretty, I like, I like a pretty good conflict. Um, his final moments against Brother Brud pretty much showing like what makes him special isn't because Brother Brud wants to understand why he's so powerful, why he keeps beating him. And at the end, Cyborg's like, it's not the machine, it's the man. Um, it's magic. I, it's... <laughs> I do love that though. I'm a magic man who can make well, metal. I forgot yes, yes, that Jack's happened. fucking ability for Mortal Kombat. I, I just make forgot more cyborg parts until I rewatched. I forgot that it was more or less magic. And then even Beast was like, "Are you magic now?" Like, no, it's once I think it's like, "Oh, okay, you agree that that was just a weird fucking moment." All right, <laughs> you agree that the writer, the writers had a bit of an issue yeah, when they took like, all your parts away. Yeah, it's like, what, what are we doing now? It's me, and then he starts, like, zapping everything. It's like, wait, what? You had this? When When was this? I, I, I do think it's fun. I, I like this arc well enough. I like the idea of Titans East and kind of starting to get that expansion of all the other teams. Um, But, yeah, I, I do think it's on the weaker side. I think there's actually, there's one arc that we haven't even talked about that I do think is a bit better than this one as well. But we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, um, Trigon. Yeah, not Trigon. Not, oh, I, okay, okay. I, yeah, it was, well, yeah I, like, I like that arc. Um. On to season four. Sure. I think we got most of the. Yeah. Uh, in terms of one offs, uh, I don't care for the first two too much. They're fun enough, but like, you know. First two? Yeah. Don't touch that dial is the one where they switched your TV. Oh, that you mean four? Oh, you mean four? Yeah, season four. Yeah, those two are okay. I like that one. I just like Control Freak a lot. Control Freak's actually pretty fun, but I do. I fucking love Cyborg the Barbarian. 
that that has to be like my favorite individual cyborg episode where it's for purely focused on him cyborg the bar the barbarian is such a good episode he gets sent three thousand years in the past falls in love fights a war as a general and suddenly gets brought back and he's like send me fucking back the war wasn't over send me back yeah. holy shit somebody like cyborg has no good comic stories on his own like a solo run they've mostly been garbage somebody write a story where cyborg falls back in time and it's basically this and then just expand it into a fucking arc please it's so so good i love this episode like he yeah. has like no battery he's in a world where he can't recharge he's pretty much constantly like running on the clock if he can fight but he keeps doing it anyway like he falls in love with this woman and then like when he gets back raven brings him a book and shows him that she won like they did it they were able to fight the witch's army it's like holy shit what a good good episode fucking love this one yeah it's a great one although my favorite one off of this one is the quest is the quest what was the quest robin going oh. to, going to japan or wherever he goes and then going throughout the trials with the different animals yeah being a been a bit yeah i mean that was a fun one i like that one well enough mm. i don't yeah i i actually think one of my favorites or one of my favorite funny ones i really like employee of the month I that one's know. really funny. That one's really funny. That's like that, that might be my favorite purely comic comedic one. That one gets weird with the actual storyline, but I do love Beast Boy arguing with the customers saying there's no fucking chicken nuggets here. I told you 50 times because <laughs> me working in retail, it's like, yes, you idiot. We don't have it. It's not in the fucking back. I uh, promise yeah. you it's not there. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that fucking episode. I think that one's my that's like my favorite purely comic episode. I love it. Mm. Um, Troc, definitely one worth mentioning a pretty good episode where a man calls Starfire a racial slur repeatedly yeah. and Cyborg says I understand discrimination I'm a robot I'm a robot kind of <laughs> laugh at that <laughs> I can't I can't I can't not laugh at that one I'm he's like look at me I'm half robot I'm like yes Cyborg yeah that's what but we're talking about I feel like in an allegory like this there are other things worth discussing I completely um, forgot about this episode by the way yeah, it's one that I always kind of forget about, except that it gets brought up on Twitter a lot because of that screen cap of just like, I'm a robot. <laughs> I'm half robot. Oh, I've never seen the screen cap. I just, when I was rewatching it, I got to this. I'm like, huh, I really don't remember this. Did they just now play it on reruns? Yeah, it, I, I, yeah I, I've seen it on Twitter for some reason a lot, but um, I think that's a solid episode. Um, Stranded, as Tyler mentioned, a fan favorite. Yeah, Beast Boy, again, that's just the scene of Cyber going, wait, no, you got to do it. And then the manic smashing <laughs> from Beast Boy. Yeah. And now on to uh, the actual arc of the story, the Trigon arc. Uh, yeah, it's also done better than the comics, in my opinion. Comics are the comic arc is good still. Like, don't get me wrong. This is just better. This is just it's, this is this show is always better. Um. Yeah, you got yeah, this one. Yeah, it's the, it's the darkest arc of the fucking show by a mile. Uh, it turns out that Raven, well, first of all, uh, Slade's back, brought back to life by the devil, um, who we later learn is Raven's dad, who had sired her. In well, I mean, to... we know that from the uh, first season episode. It's not directly said, technically. Like, we no, just see like father. Oh, yeah, she does. I have to say yeah. I have issues with my father. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Um, yeah, we learn more about that. And we learned that she was born to be a portal for him to invade Earth um, and destroy the universe. Um, he is a horrible monster and a terrible dad. Yeah. And um, he, he, he freezes the devil. He, he is basically an interdimensional devil, which uh, means he's probably worse than regular. Devil. Um, he freezes all of this, of whatever the name of the city is actually. I don't know. Yeah. Do they even name it? 
I don't know. I the Steel uh, City for Titans East, but do they name their own city? Uh, Chicago. No. What? Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> I'm like, not Chicago's Chicago. not even by the water. Teen Titans City. Uh, Jump City. Jump City. They don't. I don't think they, they, don't, I don't think they mentioned it. I've never no. seen it in the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, apparently that's the canonical name for it in the show, but I've never seen yeah, it. It it says in the Teen Teen Titans Go comic book that's based on this series. It is revealed the name of the city is Jump City. But the show never says it. <laughs> Interesting yeah. decision. Um, it's kind of a lame name, but uh, yeah. So he freezes all of Jump City, and Raven is only temporarily able to protect some of her friends. And they are attempting to bring her back and kind of save her and defeat Trigon. And I pair, I, I skimmed over a lot because this is a five episode arc over the course of the show, whereas most F shows, most of them were like four episodes. Yep. This one goes the, the extra trilogy, This has the trilogy that was supposed to end the whole show. It was supposed to be the series finale. Yeah. It's supposed to end on season four and they got a fifth season. And I think they do pretty interesting stuff with it. I'll get there. But um, yeah, it's, it's fucking good. Like Raven is pretty much terrified of her birthday because she knows the weight that's going to fall on her when it, this happens. She sees herself as a horrible person and this monster because of what she was destined to do. Yeah. Um, this is great interaction between her and Robin where he basically says like, you know, you feel like a monster, but you're the bravest person I know every day you wake up knowing what you're supposed to be and you choose to be a hero. Again, fucking great stuff the show chooses to tackle. Um, the fact that like at one point you actually see her go to Azeroth, her her home, so to speak, where her mother's from, right? And it turns out that Trigon already burnt it to the fucking ground. He already killed everyone she ever knew from there and mm-hmm. destroyed it. It's just like there's a lot of fucked stuff when it comes to this arc. It's there's I mean, Tyler, do you want to touch on the weird slade shit? I mean, yeah, Chris was saying how in the comic he's way more predatory and rapey. Uh in this birthmark, the the episode before, like the trilogy, right? Oh, well, it's yeah, not trilogy. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the first one. It's the first one. Yeah, it's not the, the first, first one. one the, the first one of the arc. First one of the arc. Yeah, it's the first one of the arc. Uh, it's her birthday. She's trying to avoid everything, and then when Slade eventually catches her, and it's a really rough scene to watch. She's like, yeah. the tattoos start tra- glowing, and she Slade's ripping her clothes. Her hair goes longer. It's really really close to the predatory vibe you're getting in the comics. Yeah. Obviously nothing happens. It's yeah. just really intense. But that that vibes there. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I didn't remember it from when I watched it as a kid. And even oh, when no. I had rewatched it a few years back. But then when I, you texted me about it, I'm like, oh yeah, that I'm like, oh I wonder what that's gonna be like. And then I watched the episode, I'm like, oh yep, no, that's there. That is that is hundred percent there. That's that's not just Tyler. Um I can't. Even, yeah, it's 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 intensive. Yeah, see, I didn't even really think of it when I saw that scene, but when you add the fact that he was kind of predatory in yeah. the comics, like he's actually very, not kind very, of, he is. He's a fucking kind pedophile. Of. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like a canonical pedophile. And then they now wiped I can't. It from, they wiped it, it from canon, and then they brought it back into canon that he slept with Tara. Yeah. It's it's a mess. Tara's a fucking yeah. mess, and ugh. yeah, it's. It's yeah, no, you kind of can't look away from it at that point. Yeah. You know, real you intense see it. scene, real intense scene that leads into the actual the end arc, uh, the end trilogy. Yeah, and which is um Slade literally comes with an army of demons from hell to capture Raven. Um, a, like I mean, that's like it's just kind of fucking crazy how far the show goes with it. Yeah. All of like pretty seemingly all of humanity's fucking frozen. Um, it's just the Titans, they get saved by Raven. Slade ends up helping them against Trigon when Trigon refuses to give his half of the deal. 
which is why in the notes I said Slade helped save the universe out of spite because he fucking cuts off Trigon's horde because he fucked with him. Yeah. Slade doesn't give a fuck about humanity. Yeah, he couldn't do it, so... (laughs) Slade only wants to be alive again. Slade wants to live again and fuck shit up, and he doesn't care if he has to fight an interdimensional demon god to do it. Yeah, but he only paired up with him because he's like, oh, I'll I'll do the job for you, just give me my life back. And yeah. then at the end, Dragon's like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. It's like, all right, fuck you. I'll do it myself. He's like, this is why I bought this weird power ring to prevent you from fucking with me because I'm Slade and no one's going to fucking outwit me. Um, yeah, I, I great final fight. Trigon makes an excellent villain and Raven's arc throughout the series is so fucking good. The counter Titans are also cool as hell. Just yeah, I, I love the idea of like when like Beast Boy's like, man, I didn't realize I'm so tough. Cyborg's like, I could beat your ass. I could beat you, no fucking hesitation. <laughs> and I could light bulb. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Also, that's a really good one. Also, the boat ride through hell is amazing. Boat ride through hell is really good. Yeah, with Slade um, and Robin just talking uh, a little talking bit. about how Robin will never trust him, and Slade's like, I know, I don't care. I just want to fucking let me do this. Give me a little bit of gratitude because I'm not trying to kill you right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I fuck it's it's really fucking good. Ah, such a good arc, honestly. Such a good arc. Probably the best one, I think, actually, now yeah, that I'm thinking it about it. Probably uh it's it's so hard. This and Terra is really tough for me. Mm-hmm. This and Terra are really tough. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but now we get to I think Although, for this, right? Do you, th- do you think see I mentioned this before to you, Chris? If the show ended there and like after watching it, I understand that you can't really do this the next season as an, as a spinoff, but if you look at it as an epilogue type of thing, it still works. So my main issue with ending it here, it, it's so a lot of people have problems with the series finale. I had it problems with it the first time I watched it too, right? Like it feels fucking weird ending it there like that, knowing you're not getting a sixth season. And intentionally making the because we know it was intentional. We we do. We now we know this. We know this very recently because the voice actor of Cyborg pretty much said, no, that was the point. We wanted to end it this way. And with that in mind and with what the episode's saying, I've grown to love the mess. Like, like like I said, this show, it it took these big themes, really interesting themes that kids, you know, what is see on some other shows? I mean, this is pretty early on. 2003 is even pre-Avatar. That's 2005, right? Uh, yeah. This is this is. I think this end this ended. This ended when Avatar was. Yeah, yeah. This is pre-Avatar. This is like we. That's really where we got the 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 real hook of those themes, right? To get stuff like this, and then to end it on a theme that we'll talk about that I think is probably the most interesting one of the show, and one that I did not pick up even on my previous rewatch a couple years back. Um, I think is just really fucking good. Like I, I I almost would not give up that ending for anything. Whether at this point, whether it's another season or ending it here instead, the fact that that episode resonates so strongly with me, I I wouldn't give it up. And I'll, I'll explain that when we get there. Yeah. Fezzan, you got any points to think that if it ended here and the season five is basically an epilogue, or you think it's better? If, I think better that with what Chris said, I actually don't mind it that much. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it now. I get it. I get the end, actual ending now. But like, no, now knowing that four was supposed to be a series finale. Yeah, I, I, did, I wasn't aware of that. Way. Yeah, once you I, know yeah. it's a series finale, it makes sense. I, you can see the um, like them winning, uh, Raven coming home, uh, actually being happy and content with himself. Like, all right, that's a good. Uh, that is a good closing. Yeah. Obviously, the season five finale leaves it goes a different way. Very different. And it's still good, but I, you can see that. Yeah, the feeling I, I of like an epilogue. Yeah. yeah, the epilogue feeling for season five. 
I understand that because season five, um, I guess we'll talk about kind of the overall, I guess, because we kind of have to talk about the narrative of it a little bit at first. Oh, yeah. It um, it follows the the Doom Patrol show up. Yeah, and it's turns, Beast Boy we, season. It's Beast Boy season. We, yeah, we learned that Beast Boy is an ex-member of the Doom Patrol before getting kicked out by Memento, who no matter what for- fucking storyline we're talking about, is an asshole. Is an asshole. Yeah, just... He's a fucking <laughs> asshole. No, no matter, matter what. what. No matter no matter what time or space, whether he's fucking old or young, he's a piece of shit every fucking time. He's a total dick. Honestly, he's just awful. Um, but yeah, Beast Boy is an ex-member of uh, the Doom Patrol. And I think it's super interesting seeing him, especially in the first two episodes, because it's called it's a two-parter called Homecoming, where he's with the Doom Patrol. And he is so different than the Beast Boy, because up until this point, we have had all of like one episode where Beast Boy has been serious and it's the Terra stuff. He is almost always played entirely for laughs. And here he suddenly he's not cracking any jokes. He is like a military man. He's he's yeah. fucking in line. At one point when most of the Doom Patrol has been getting taken out, he says to Memento, like, we're not coming back from this, are we? Like, he's aware that he's doing a fucking suicide mission to stop the Brotherhood of Evil's plan. It is even though it didn't need to be a suicide mission. It didn't all. need to be a suicide mission. No, Memento is just an uh, asshole. Memento's an asshole. But like the fact that Beast Boy is just like he's so he he is completely prepared for this like burden of lead of like this position that he's been put into, and he, you know it's, it's it's he's not playing it for laughs. He's not lightening the situation. He know in his eyes he can die here, and he's pretty much okay with that because this is what they got to do. Um, it's you know, so it's fucking funny different. to think about that now that. It what didn't need to be a suicide mission at all. It's like, yo, we can we can get fucking uh, robot man. We can get him. We can go. No, 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 go, go, go. No, he's he's he's, he's fine. He's, he's fucking fine, guys. Go, go, go. Suicide mission. No, he's fucking fine. Mentos Mento's a fucking crazy person. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I I love I love the way Beast Boy's handed in this season. He he he's he. We, it shows that like he's funny, but that doesn't mean he's necessarily immature. He just he's he's like. The fact that he was raised like this way alongside Memento as effectively a soldier, because that's kind of how the Doom Patrol ref- like runs their unit, right? Yeah. That's why he's so fucking like carefree and jokey now. Like even the first time we see him in the origin episode go, one of the best one-offs, I think, in the show, and the one from this season, we we see him like the he's calling Robin Sir. He's saluting. He's like a like a he's, he's like a soldier, you know? Oh yeah. boy scout. Or oh yeah, soldier or a boy scout, and um, <laughs> maybe not a boy scout. <laughs> like I don't a, know. a boy you scout who can one. turn into a tiger. I say soldier. Um, I don't know. The happy go happy go lucky attitude made me think more boy scout. I I think he just wants friends because he's been hanging out with these 35, 40 year old dudes for his entire the boy life. Scout. And also is the boy scout. Analogy. I think he's the soldier who signed on for too many tours and didn't know what he was getting into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, you know, he's, he's, he plays it. I think the fact that he is so funny is informed by the fact that he was raised in such a stringent way. That's why he, he chooses to express himself through comedy and everything like that. Right. And be so much more lighthearted because he spent so much of his life, not really having that as an op- as an option. Um, and I just think that's super interesting. And I think, especially for the two part finale, um, this, or not even two part finale, but the two part arc ender this show touches on that pretty fucking perfectly. And I'll, I'll get to that because most of the show, this is like a world tour episode. Um, the gang is going around the world trying to get other young heroes into the Titans, expanding yeah. the Titans worldwide. Yes. And at the same time, the Brotherhood of Evil, after confronting the Titans in and the Doom Patrol in that uh, in the two-part yeah, premiere, two-part opening. Yeah, they realize that, you know, the, the, the face of their enemy has changed. There's a whole generation of heroes out there that we need to take out. 
and um, that's their goal. They they decide that they want to try and defeat the Titans. So they let the they let. I love I love how it's led by the um, the Brotherhood of Evil is led by Marsa, um the brain. The, the brain and I'm trying to remember the name of the the gorilla. I think it's Marsala, Marala. I, think so. I always I can never pronounce pronounce his name. They're actually lovers in the comics. Um, oh. yeah, I know, very saucy. But um, oh, it's Monsieur Mala. Monsieur Mala, yes. Um, so the two of them are they're playing this chess game, and throughout the whole game, the whole anytime we see their kind of pieces of the show. Brain is constantly setting up his board state, you know, to get into a position. And then at, towards the end of the show, he executes his plan because he wants he wants the Titans to expand and to give all of their new members um, communicators to create their their global network so that he can then use it as his method of taking them down. And, um, you right, know, so throughout he uses, the, the, he uses the communicators to track them. Yeah, he used the communicators to track them. So in the first, in one of the kind of the third episode of the show, we see uh, he's already captured one Titan, Wildebeest, on his own. And now that he's trying to capture the communicator from another hero called Hotspot, and he, in the end, um, one of his agents successfully tricks Robin into giving a communicator to her directly. And then throughout the course of the show, we see the Titans giving these communicators out to other teams. We see them expanding and like meeting new heroes. We even get an episode entirely dedicated to Wally West as Kid Flash, which I fucking love. I love the fact that we actually got Wally West in this show. Yeah. And he, he showed like he got a whole episode with him and Jinx. It's really good. A personal favorite. Yeah, it is. It's a that's a great. It's a great, a great one. Thing. Off. I mean, like getting Wally West just makes me happy. I fucking love Wally West. You I mean, know, this, is, this season is the least you've seen of the actual Titans. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's like most of the time the Titans are like one Titan doing a mission. You know, and then you like, meet a new character. Then you meet a lot of new characters. Yeah. Um, what was what was revved up? I actually don't think I remember that episode. Revved up the race episode. Oh, it was the race episode. Yeah, that one's fun. The return of Red X. Red X comes back and he gets like the AOK from uh, to exist. Well, what was that dude's name in that episode? Dingle Daddy. Jeez. Yeah, it was right, like we, Ding Dong Daddy or something. We, I like how he went both do different ways with that one. <laughs> we were both clear, both close, and uh, both like, terrible. Probably one of the weirdest names. Of all yeah. time, in when the you kid say show? ding, what do you say, ding dong something? And I just I said, said, I, said I think I said ding dingling dong or dong dingling or something. Yeah, like you that. you got that. You did it way worse. I was uh, close with the big daddy one. No, I was. It's ding. It's ding dong daddy. It had dingling da- dong. All right? I know, I was, but you get you did the dingling dong. I listen, just said big daddy. You added the weird part. Stop saying daddy, please. Um, <laughs> you know <laughs> that word's just weird though because it's been sexualized. Yes. Yeah. Um, go is a really good origin episode. <laughs> Go is a really I love Go. It's a great one-off. It shows an origin of the team and just how different they were before they came together. Um, like I like we said, Beast Boy was a soldier kind of type character. Uh Starfire was fucking pissed because she was taken by slavers and she has a badass suit in this in this part. I love her fucking armor in her suit. Oh, I do love the this only gets brought up in the movie, but in Go when she kisses Robin, it's to learn English. They don't mention that until the movie. Why the fuck she does that? Yeah, that's part from the comics. That was yeah. always fun because then Beast Boy was like, "Hey, you want to learn French?" Yeah, and then yeah, in the movie, <laughs> in the movie when she randomly kisses the uh, Japanese guy, everyone's face of "What the fuck?" <laughs> wait, I can help. And then she does that. It's like, wait a minute. I'd like to know, like, if Robin just was like, ah, "I'm just that good." <laughs> just showed up in this aliens. <laughs> yeah, and then he sees that. It's like, wait a minute. I thought what we had was special. <laughs> God. Um. Yeah. So she's like almost like she's like a warrior princess almost when we meet her here um cyborg is hiding what he is and he kind of hates himself for being cyborg still he's kind of closer to what we see in the in um in doom patrol yeah doom patrol i think the snyder cut personally is even closer 
He's like, he's at that point in his life. Raven is super like off to the side and doesn't quite know how to communicate with these people um, because she was raised with the fucking army of mystics on an ethereal plane. Um, I just love seeing how different they were before they had together. Even Robin was just like, I want to work alone. I spent so much time working with my my asshole with, dad with batman who totally does the whole i work alone except with this kid <laughs> except so with this kid and bank. this <laughs> i work alone except for my four sons my three nieces all of my nephews they don't count though they don't genuinely i could spend minutes listing off batman's adopted fucking children maybe that's why they have so i work alone because my dad said i don't count there are <laughs> seriously there, there are four robins three batgirls a huntress there's um there's the signal there's gotham girl there is kind of Harley Quinn at this point. She's like a weird cousin. There's Batwoman. Um, there's there's Catwoman, the man who works. Alone. I mean, there's Alfred, right? We can't forget about Alfred. There's that new Robin that's it, coming up. There's, there are so many fucking people. He works uh, wait, alone. side note, Chris, uh, you're an asshole. That is from Tommy. Wow. Wow. Even when he's not here, I have to put up with his wow. ass. Damn, Tyler snitched on you. Tyler, you know, tell, no, tell, no, no, no. I didn't snitch. He literally just texted me that. I didn't say anything. He just straight up texted me to say you're an asshole. You know what? Tell, tell, tell Tommy I'm that gonna, this I'm is the last. Tyler snitched. I'm assuming Tyler snitched, actually. <laughs> what do you mean? Tyler's what a rat. I snitched on? I can't believe you're a rat, Tyler. What have you snitched on? <laughs> Tyler's the terror of the group. He's sleeping with Tommy. Hey, where's Tyler's redemption arc, though? Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you even snitch on? Hold Tyler, on. Tyler, is Tommy praying on you at least? I don't know if that makes it better. <laughs> I'm not I'm not enforcing this bit no. <laughs> uh, um and now we get to the two part actual arc finale where uh the brain pretty much puts his plan into play and begins eliminating all the titans worldwide one by one and eventually takes the king piece as he calls it um Robin, right? Yeah. And I fucking I love like this is by far I think the the sequence with the highest amount of tension to me in the whole show where Robin is desperately like trying to send other Titans to other places to save people, but he's getting outmaneuvered at every turn. Yep. And it's not until he realizes that they're using the communicators to figure out their moves that he's able to like, he basically says, we're going to go radio dark and no one's going to know anything, you know, and whoever's out there, you know what to do. And I think it's such a fucking great sequence, especially when like the episode ends, I think, with with Beast Boy basically walking out of the ocean on his destroyed ship. He with, gets like, a badass moment. He gets a badass moment where like there's this corpse of the enemy behind him. He blows up the ship as he walks onto the beach. Because cool guys don't look at explosions. I mean, Beast Boy is this is like this is a hundred percent what Beast Boy has been fucking prepared for. He is a true to God soldier. Like the moment everything went radio dark and like he knew the Titans were going down, this was it. This was his fucking moment. This is like he knew what exactly what he had to do. He was going to have to lead the Teen Titans. I fucking love that. That when he gets to like this group of like random Titans together, he immediately basically says, yeah, no, we're not done. The Titans aren't over. I'm here. And as long as we're here, we're going to we're going to fucking fight him. And he, he honestly, his leadership moment is so fucking good because throughout the show, he's kind of always been. He's not on equal foots with footing with Robin, right? Or even Cyborg. He's always like the third in command type of guy. You know what I mean? Fourth thing. He's like bottom of the barrel leadership rise. Whereas here, even when he's talking to Robin, he is on a hundred percent equal footing. Like when they're, when he saves Robin and um, they're hunting down the brain and, and, and the gorilla, um, he pretty much says, you go after the brain. I'm going after the gorilla. Mm. You know, like he makes that call of how they're going to fight this fight. And um, like this is this really is his battle 100 percent of the way. And I think it's such good fucking character work getting him in a leadership position. I think it's perfect. This is probably why this is, this is actually one of my favorite seasons. 
Like, I think that he has a strong two-part opener. I think Trust is a great episode. I think Snowblind is probably the best Starfire, one of the best Starfire episodes. Lightspeed is amazing. Um, Go is amazing. The two-part fina- two arc finale is amazing. And I think I've grown to love the series finale. I think five stands out to me a lot. It's just a really good season, even with a couple of duds. Yeah, looking at it now, I might agree with you more. I think I put three so high just off Haunted and the three like in Revolution and the Bunny episode. Yeah, I can understand it. I mean, Haunted, again, kind of fucking perfect. But I feel like a lot of the, the best things that Haunted does, the series finale does. Fair. So any thoughts on the Beast Boy arc as a whole before we hop onto the finale and I, I talk more? I mean, actually, just hearing you talk about it made me realize that it's actually pretty good. I think that I didn't like it as much mainly because I kind of just watched it in like two days. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's a fair reason. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, when you're yeah. being when you have to rush through a show, it makes it less fun. Yeah, it can. I, I, I feel like it, it was really hard because this was like 15 seasons of content. Some of us were binging here. Um, I was not binging as much, but Titans definitely got fucking down to the wire. I was watching this movie as we were going to record the previous portion of the episode. And granted, was... we're not even going to touch on the movie because... After... Yeah, there's nothing it, to say. It's, it's, it's just okay. an episode. It's actually, it's, a, it's an extended episode. It doesn't like add any themes on. Yeah, it, 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 ex- it exists finale. so that Robin and Starfire can kiss. It exists. Yeah. It exists purely for that. It has a really cool villain, like not the cop, but the actual man with the ink powers. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah, um, that's cool. I mean, there's some. You get the fanfare moment where Beast Boy sings the theme song. Yeah, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Yeah. It's just a fun moment for people who were not satisfied with the way the show ended and wanted you just get more. a bonus. You get you, this is your uplifting ending. If you didn't like how things changed, was because it's not uplifting. I think it's very melancholic, and I appreciate it for that. Um, if you didn't like that, you got you got Titans in Tokyo to make you feel better and give yeah. you a bit of fan service at the end of the day. But now we get to talk about things changed. An episode that is continuously growing on me. Even even like between yesterday when I finished the show and today, it grows on me more and more. To the point that it's it might end up just becoming my favorite episode of the show purely on the theme it chooses to tackle. Um, the idea is that throughout the whole season, the Titans haven't been home. They haven't been home for an undisclosed amount of time because they've been doing this Titans World Tour type of thing, right? Yeah. And they come back, and the very first thing they notice is they're like, let's go to our old VHS shop we used to hang out at a lot. Let's go to our old pizza joint. You know, where's where's Raven's old bookshop? And none of it's there anymore. You know, all these places got, they got shut down or build bows down. It's built as new places, complexes. And the, the whole point is that- It's just um, depressing. <laughs> it's depressing because the thing is, things change. Like yeah. time moves forward with or without you, right? And- <laughs> that you ultimately you can never go back to the way things were and there was there was something else we talked about recently that that was a theme wasn't there a show that i was very i remember very much enjoying that i said something along these same lines that the theme was you can't go back to the way things were i can't remember what it was right now but um there was another um i think it might i think it was sentimental but there was something else as well so you you had been talking about sound of metal how the whole point yeah ruben's character is that he wanted to go back but he can't I could have swore there was something else from before that as well. But either way, I, I really enjoy this theme overall. And I think that Teen Titans does it super well because not only do you have this kind of larger scale theme of like, you know, the city is different. You know, these places we used to go to, they're just not there anymore. Um, nothing's the way we really remember it. You kind of lose a bit of a bit of you got to lose a bit of something. You lose something. There's something that's lost when you come back to a place after a long time and things just aren't the same anymore. They're not what you remembered. 
And even kind of the new villain that they kind of fight here, this weird amalgamish type of creature that absorbs materials. He's kind of representative of like, there's going to be new threats, things you don't quite understand. You're going to have to adapt to it. And all of this is tied pretty perfectly into Beast Boy's arc for the episode, where he realizes, he sees Terra in the middle of a fight. He realizes she's been unfrozen. And he goes to the, the statue where she used to be, and she's not there anymore. He realizes Terra, for some reason or another, is gone. Yeah. She's, she's freed. He, he tries to talk to her. She doesn't Do remember who he is. She you know doesn't the remember theory? her powers. What's the theory? I don't know the theory. About why she came back? No, I don't know the theory. The theory being that, you know how Raven saved everybody when like she reversed Trigon's thing? Oh. And that it reversed it, including Terra. Man, so nobody fucking checked on Terra after that, huh? I mean, according to the theory. Yeah, I mean, according yeah. to the theory is that, that yeah, uh, Raven fixed everything, uh, didn't and didn't realize that she also fixed Terra too. That's that's a possibility. I can see that working. Makes sense because she's just frozen. Yeah, she's just yeah. been frozen. Or not she's frozen. frozen. Like, yeah, frozen. Frozen. In case frozen, yeah. yeah. Um, and so Beast Boy's trying to spend pretty much the entire episode trying to convince her to remember who she is and remember who they were and and that her time with the Titans and everything. But she does she, she it's 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 strange. It's some sometimes it's implied loosely she does, and other times it's very much implied that she doesn't. I think as the episode progresses. At least my interpretation of it is that she definitely does remember, but she's doing this as a way to push him away. She's like, because as the episode goes on, she keeps mentioning, like, she actually says, like, oh, Beast Boy, she's talking to him, uh, mentioning his name and stuff like that, and mentioning that, like, I'm not the Titan you remember, or I'm not the person you remember. That was my way of saying that she's just saying that so she can have the life she always wanted. Yeah. I think it's kept ambiguous enough because there are some points. I can't remember exactly what it was. Well, the but ice was, moves. Huh? There's a point where the ice moves before she touches the glass and then the drink spills to show that that's supposed to suggest that, oh, she's doing her for powers. I don't know if she the, like. I, I don't. I don't remember. When they're having that. pizza. When they're having I, pizza. I mean, I, I just don't. Re- I don't remember that sequence. I'm just going to quickly just click through. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't. Because I, I, I remember thinking the same thing of like, oh, they're kind of implying that um, she is aware even if she's choosing to kind of ignore it. Um, and then there's also some lines where she kind of says certain things where it's like, it does feel like maybe she's just truly not aware of the situation. Well, the, the line that people bring up is, I only remember high school. Why wouldn't you remember everything before that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, this is terror. Like, this isn't like a terror doppelganger or nothing like that. Like, this is 100%. No, but that's what I mean. Like, now. if that's what I mean. Her saying, I only remember high school, it's her saying i only want to remember this i want yeah. to have this life which yeah. is why she's trying to avoid everything else yeah no, that's fair i mean I, I i that makes sense i i don't i don't think i have any stake whether or not she does truly know it or not hmm. but it works it works pretty well for me either way um but yeah the whole end the end the point of it at the end is basically beast boy needs to accept that things can never go back to the way they were yeah that the world moves on life moves on and that you don't really get a choice in that, you know, you, and that's the thing is that that's, that's a huge theme to, for, to oh, sorry, I see the ice moving when she closes her hands. Yeah. I mean, it could just be ice melting again. Yeah. That, they did it that way because it's, it's intense. It's, again, it's, it's kept in, it's kept very intentionally vague, right? That's yeah. like your whole thing. But um, as a, you know, for a kid, I don't think I didn't catch really that theme as a child watching it, the idea that I'm going to grow up and things are going to be very different. And I need to accept that I can't go back to these certain points, you know? And yeah. it really wasn't until this, I think maybe this watch, honestly, and kind of understand, I think probably my, because I, I had noticed, I learned about what um, Cyborg's voice actor had said a little, a little bit after my previous watch and before this one, where he basically said, we ended the show like this on purpose. 
we wanted to show the audience, to tell the audience, you can't go back to those other seasons. You know, we're not going to leave everything perfectly tied up because life's not perfectly tied up. Things change, things get left open. You can't go back to those early times watching Teen Titans as a kid. You can't, you know, we're not doing a, not, that season, season six shouldn't happen because it was never meant to. The point of this ending was that you have to move on and you have to accept things. And that's just a part of life. And that's important, right? Yeah, I kind of really like that. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that before. So I, that's I, why didn't, I, was I didn't know like iffy on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like it now. I We know the idea for season six was uh, it's a Starfire season. Tara would return in some form. And I think that's all I know about it. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I've heard a lot of like hearsay about it. Like a lot of like someone said this, someone said this. But like I haven't I haven't heard a lot of like from the developers, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. The closest mm-hmm. thing I've, I've gotten to that has been this. He said this at a con when someone asked him like for a season six. And he's like, there was never going to be. He said, I think he actually said there was never going to be. I can't remember. I, I, this was a few years back that I saw this. And I don't remember exactly what he said about whether there was ever in the plans. But I know 100% what he, what he did say was just that this was how we wanted to end it. We wanted to pretty much tell this lesson. This was like the last message the show wanted to have. And I think it's just a huge one that as a kid and even on my second watch when I was a lot older, I sure as hell didn't fucking pick it up. But I think it's the most important of the show, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah now, now watching it, it's a great ending. And yeah, it's, it's kind of amazing kind of watching it now and realizing what it's saying. And I, I think it's just a very potent and important message. And like, you know, all three of these shows, they've touched on very intense themes, right? This one, I think this is the strongest here. You know, um, season one, I mean, I'm season one, Avatar with themes of like what it means to be a, like really what it means to be a person, like who you yeah. are, not like latching your identity onto certain things. Um, you know, I- Iroh says, you know, time to look at the big picture. Who are you and what, what do you want? You know, uh, all three, even Clone Wars with themes of, of, of growth and change and, and revenge. And, and just, there's so much that these three shows offer, you know, and this is going to be the last episode that they see. And even though it's not necessarily intended to be, I kind of want to treat it that way here. Um, it wasn't intended to be in terms of recording. I think all three of these shows are great. I love I all three of them. I love the, the messages that they imparted when I watched them as a kid, you know, and I love kind of going back to them and seeing maybe what I didn't quite learn the first time around when I watched it. And I think this is one that sticks with me a lot because I, uh, I I was in the UK for about a month, right? You guys yeah. know that. Like last year before pre-COVID, pre-COVID, I was in the UK about a month and I came back and suddenly there's a Wendy's we all go to, right? And across from that Wendy's, there used to pretty much be nothing. And now there is a uh, car wash that is sitting there that was completely built from the ground up by the time I was in within the time I was gone. So I'm coming back up the highway. I'm okay. Yeah, because the the, the airport's down south in Newark and I was driving up the highway on 46 and I see this. Right. And I'm like, the first is that (laughs) the very first thing that comes to my mind is this episode. The very, very first thing that comes to my mind is this episode and the idea that things change. And it was just like, it was this weird moment of revelation for what were what I heard from Cyborg's voice actor and what I saw as a kid, when suddenly it all clicked, right? Yeah. Where suddenly I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh shit, fuck all that. Now I get it. You know, it was this yeah. really big, just clarity moment for me. Um, and I really appreciate the season finale for that. It's truly becoming one of my, my favorite episodes of the show. Slade shows up in it too. <laughs> Didn't mention that. Um, he comes. Which he is com- also that also leads to the uh, theory that you remembered. People think that uh, 
the only person who knew about that the carnival was Slade, Tara, and Beast Boy. Yeah, Slade's uh, well, not around. We don't know where the hell he is. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the person that Beast Boy sees is a robot. So Slade wouldn't do that just to torture Beast Boy for no reason. He doesn't know Tara's back. So everyone thinks that Tara programmed the robot. I don't. I think that one. I think that one feels like a bit too many layers deep. This feels pretty on par with something Slade would do to me, because Slade. But he doesn't uh, know about Tara. We don't know that. Yeah, but why would he? He he goes away. He doesn't go away. He does his own thing after getting his life back after beating. uh, We don't know what he does. We we have no idea what he does after Trigon. That's what I mean. We don't we don't know what he does, but he doesn't know. I don't. He, he, think what, he we, know. what we do know is he wasn't part of the villain alliance that the Brotherhood of Evil created. No, In, intentionally he was actively kept not there. Um, you know, it's, you could say he was still. You could say he was still in the city. He totally wouldn't want to do. He totally wouldn't. But like maybe he was still in the city. Maybe he was doing something else. We have no fucking idea. But I don't know. The idea that Slade would want to kick Beast Boy when he's down and hit him in the most vulnerable place that he can which is here i i think it still works on par for something that slay would do i think that honestly it's more of a i think this is one of those episodes where it, it's meant to function more thematically than literally you know there are some yeah. episodes of a show like that where you're more you're more meant to take things in terms of theme than in terms of narrative and twin i think peaks. this is one of those huh twin peaks yeah twin peaks there you go although fucking can you really take twin peaks in terms of theme i don't know what the fuck the themes of twin peaks are man I fuck I I truly the duality of man is the closest thing to a theme I found in Twin Peaks. So I don't know. I gotta I don't fucking know. Either way, um, yeah, I think this is a great finale. I think all three of these shows touch on some amazing concepts. Um, just some very I, it's kind of crazy what you can get away with a kids show, you know? Yeah. And the type oh, yeah. of stuff you can impart. Yep. It's it's absolutely insane to me. Um yep. all three are fantastic and all three are worth it. All three are worth it. So now we're going to cut over to the future and we are going to give these three shows a ranking. Um, welcome back, Tommy. Yeah, we're going to be welcoming back, Tommy. Although I want to say goodbye myself because I'm saying goodbye to the viewers here, even though future me is going to be saying hello to them <laughs> in a second. <laughs> so, um, all right, goodbye. Welcome back. Hello there. It is finally, finally, finally time. Are you still with us? For our, yeah, for our rankings. Are you still with us? It's been three episodes. Um, collective like four hours almost yeah so what actually, do you mean it's like five five oh, five yeah. yeah we so like we said throughout the whole thing of this we've recorded all of this non-chronologically this is the very last thing we've recorded um at no point while doing titans did i think that the star wars episode was going to be nearly three hours long and we cut shit we trimmed a, how much did we trim off of that like 10 minutes yeah like 10 minutes we yeah we got it down to 224 oh no that's release. that's more than that we trimmed almost release. 30 minutes then no the no fucking... because like like we cut 10 minutes and then the beginning with us like bullshitting before actually okay. going into it. So, yeah. Okay. okay. I so haven't cut edited about the Titans episode yet, so I don't know. Yeah, that's or the be... Avatar episode. That's a that's a today tonight problem. That's, that's, that's tonight's problem. Yeah. Um, but here we are. Finally, we're going to do our ranking. So without further ado, you guys have waited long enough. What's number three for everybody here? Unfortunately, clones, just because the beginning is. Oh, rough. you're a piece of shit. Fucking aren't you, Tyler? garbage, Tyler. Hey, hey. The, wow. ending, the ending and the, my hype moment from that whole show of Yoda. If you just had, like, if, if that was as good as the rest of the whole show, definitely would raise it up to beat Titans. I, I am. My three's Avatar. I am in a tough position. It's so a I'm tough choice, but I think my three's Avatar. 
I don't know about you guys, but it was a pretty easy choice for me. Uh, <laughs> I got to oh, yeah? say yeah. James Cameron's Avatar as number three for me. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. It's Titans. Haven't seen it. Yeah, he um, didn't. He didn't see it. He also <laughs> wasn't here for my massive rant on um, <laughs> the finale. Here for that. Yeah, he was not here for my massive rants on both the final episode and on my secret time travel alternate universe theory for Slade. So he missed out all the good shit. Yeah, I'll have to um, listen to it. <laughs> um, God, that leaves me, doesn't it? Yep. That's fucking hard. That's really hard because I, I do truly like I like all these shows. Yeah, exactly. I love all these shows. They're I love all, all really these good. shows. I think that I find myself in the tough position because none of them are truly even. Avatar is the most consistent. Clone Wars, Star Wars, and Teen Titans handle some pretty interesting ideas. I think Teen Titans is probably... It's, yeah, it's either, it's I, I think that's why I like Teen Titans so much, though, it's because it handled a lot of interesting ideas. It did. Yeah. It did. It also was like, it was just such a damn good watch, you know? <laughs> also, I've seen Avatar a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, I, re- I, I, I never really these. watched Teen Titans. I, I never, like, watched the whole thing. Oh, really? Or I actually, like, paid attention through. to story when I watched it. That's fair. That's very fair. God, I hate that I'm like I'm holding this up, but I really I didn't I didn't think this through before I started recording this episode with you guys. It's a fifty fifty flip nice a coin. Job. It's a fifty fifty flip a coin. I don't have a coin on me. I have a little dwarven shield though. Uh, no, no, I'll I'll pull up a coin oh, flip for you. Use an ad- yeah. I yeah, let's just do that. No, okay, no, wait, I can't wait. do another coin. I did that for Neon Genesis. Wait, what you, you can't do, do three coin flips. <laughs> I can't do coin. No, no, no. You I'm can't do three coin flips either. What do you want to be? I I'm I'm working on it. You can't it. do three coin flips. <laughs> what do you mean three coin flips, Tyler? Because you got to do it for all of them. Well, no, Tyler. No, I know my number. Flip, and then his number one is very obvious. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm an addict, Tyler. Let me, please, let me get my D20 out. Hold on. Oh God! Wow, so this... his, his D, he's just ragging about. For Chris, hurry up, pick one. Oh, okay, Jesus look, no, no, I'm picking. I'm picking my actual number three. My actual number three is okay. No, actually, we're not going to do that. Uh, heads is Titans, tails is Avatar. I can't. I, can't I hate you. To making a choice here. I hate you. I hate me too. Tails. What's that mean? Avatar? Yeah. So, yeah. So Avatar is my number three. Apparently. Hold a three. Uh, I don't know. Do I agree with that decision I just made, though? You have to. No, apparently <laughs> the, not. The coin flip determines it. <laughs> I'm in a lot of pain right now trying to choose this. It's tough. It's tough. It is tough. Um, yeah, I, I think, see, especially because, like, I, I don't know. It's tough. Avatar has They're such great really world building. Yeah. Avatar just has such great world building that. And it's so influential and just, just critical that it feels wrong to give it number three. And Teen Titans feels a bit more that? underrated in that it's not as heavily spoken about anymore. Like yeah. it has its like core people who are like bring back season another season. I don't necessarily agree with that, but um, you know, it's not. It definitely is not as popular as Avatar has become these days. Well, Avatar blew up again because it got Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Avatar blew up again because of Netflix, and now yeah. Nintendo has opened think up Teen Avatar Titans Studios. Was just never as popular. Never general. was. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, okay. Let's let's go to number two. <laughs> I can't I can't debate this <laughs> all day. Out. Um yeah, Parrot Teen Titans. Now this Apparently. is my dilemma because before recording, I was like, oh, I think I know it, but then the more I think about it, it's like, oh, I watched Titans way more than Avatar as a kid. And I think I would watch Titans again more than Avatar. See, it's you- kind of the opposite for me. I watched Avatar way more, but I kind of like Teen Titans a little more. I love the, the beauty of nostalgia here, how it affects everyone a little bit differently. And That's the thing. I took my nostalgia blinders off. Yeah. Oh, it... 
See, I don't know about you guys, but I came prepared for this. Like, I, I thought about this ahead of time. I did too, um, but then right now I got I got to gets, think of what I want. Then Chris's indecisiveness just bleeds to everybody else. <laughs> now number two is Clone Wars. If we were just talking about oh what a fake fan, if we were just talking about <laughs> season seven. Hell, if we were just talking about the last arc, I'd probably give it to. I'd probably make Clone Wars number one. But the fact see, that the there ending is, helps it so much. Yeah, there is, and that's not what a show is based off of. Like I love Clone Wars. And everything bad batch is a beautiful continuation of that but at the end of the day there's just it's not con- as consistently good as my number one man i yeah. can't believe that um you've just lost all your rights to star wars opinions tommy i don't i never claim to have any you're the one who's screaming at like a small child <laughs> on the bus tommy's, at, tommy's the... actually only five years old guys we oh didn't want to let you know this way, Tyler, but... you've been screaming at the baby. whole time yeah maybe me <laughs> um goo gaga motherfucker <laughs> disgusting yeah honestly with what you said tommy i do think i'm gonna go for titans second even though yeah, Titan second. Interesting. Just because um, Avatar as a whole uh, does so much with each character, we had to rush through the actual episode because we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Yeah, but, we didn't realize we were going to be doing this separate episodes thing. So once we did Titans and Star Wars, we decided we could just take our time with it. Yeah. Um. So we did rush through Avatar. Unfortunately, it'll probably get a chance to sign whenever we do Korra. We'll make sure to give a little bit of a little bit yeah. of focus for certain things. I think actually there were a couple things you wanted to mention, right, Tyler? For Avatar, yeah, I'll do that after we all say the number. Oh, you did at the end. Yeah, but yeah. like, yeah, Titans is my number two. And, I think it, no, I can't even say that it has the best episode out of everything because every other show has amazing episodes, but Haunted is a high point, even regarding the other two shows, but it's still second. I I definitely, um, it's, it's, I think that truly this one could, this week could kind of rotate around very easily for me. It's one of those that's like, I think anything could kind of be in any place, depending on how I feel. If I was in, like right now, I happen to be in a particularly Star Wars mood, being May the 4th and uh, picking yeah. up some of the books and stuff. I'm in a very Star Wars heavy mood. But if I were in a more of a DC mood, I could see Titans winning. If I was in more of just an overall kind of like general fiction mood, I could see Avatar pretty easily taking the cake. I mean, Zuko Zuko's probably like, I was going to say he's the best character between all three, but then suddenly it's, it's like, that's that's tough. That's, tough. that's, that's also tough a to tough say. claim. That's a tough claim, right? He's a damn good character and one of the best between all three. Um, it, it's a bit, I, it might be a bit hard to say the best, but uh, you know, like I feel like truly at any given day, this list could be completely interchangeable. So if, if you, if you've been looking for something to do and you, you want to have a good you know trip down memory lane, you can't go wrong with any of these shows. Yeah. No, these are, these are all just, they're really good. They're really good. Wait, Chris, yeah. what's your two then? Titans. Oh, okay. Did, so didn't I, I say that? Yeah. You did. Think, oh, he did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was thought, I thought I did. I wasn't sure. Number ones, uh, number Star one, Wars. Star Avatar. Wars, and Clone Wars, and then Tommy also. Avatar. Oh, yeah, I'm Avatar. <laughs> I'm just a sucker oh, yeah. for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the mood for it right now. Yeah, more like a simp for Star Wars. High five, Tyler. Yeah, yeah, good one, Tommy. High five. <laughs> yeah, it's high five, phase on. Phase on, let's go. Chris. Yeah. I, I don't even, yeah, I just, Tyler. Uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> the sudden betrayal. All yeah, right, listen, I mean, right, Avatar. Listen. Listen Avatar is great. We didn't touch on like Sokka or uh, we touched on Toph. We did obviously Aang because he's an Aang character. I don't think uh, we got Katara. to talk about Katara too much, yeah, did we? Katara and Sokka, we barely touched upon, but they all eh, barely compared to the other two. Yeah, compared to Katara and her the whole bloodbending, which is probably one of the most important parts. 
Though I don't think we got to talk about her episode with Zuko where she learns goes to, let to go hunt down. Yeah. yeah, she learns to let go of her her hatred and go. But after she goes to hunt down the man who killed her mother. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's a critical one. Yeah, and Sokka but they both have their own growth and arcs. Sokka yeah. goes from the misogynist like wannabe general so to an actual less general, more, slightly yeah. less misogynistic. Yeah, <laughs> marginally less. I mean, it's it's such an interesting show. It's the big idea about it is like these are all kids who've lost something to this war already right because like i think I, I think i said this in the episode you know they're, they're burdened by it and it's it is really interesting and really fucking well done and it's it, they're all, all of these shows are pretty damn excellent you know it's it's yeah. hard to say uh it's hard to say which is best i don't i don't think you really can it's um tough. it could change yeah. on any day it, 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 it'll literally fucking change on a dime for me i'm gonna end this episode and be like actually avatar is my number one now that I think actually star wars it. might still be my number one at least at least for like the month yeah uh, like it's, as long it's as may batches it's, out yeah like yeah star that, that's until be... that's until august yeah yeah when we do that episode <laughs> yeah if hopefully we can find the time god but um that's the binge that's and binge thank that's you so if you much. actually listen to this whole thing Woo! thank you Congrats. Yeah. Woo! we did it if you listen Woo! to this whole thing, pat yourselves on the back and also maybe go for a walk or something. I didn't he, even listen to this whole thing. He wasn't even here for this whole <laughs> thing. Yeah, he bailed out. He All bailed right. out for yeah. this. For, he technically still gets five guest uh, recordings because he just showed up for the at the end of the Titans episode now. True. Yeah, so uh, he still gets he still gets he still gets it, but yeah. Like, yeah. he wasn't even here. You guys were so lucky. You didn't have to hear him for the whole episode until right now. God, I All cannot right. wait for the spinoff podcast of just Tyler and Faison. Because <laughs> that thing I will consistently watch and not just pick and choose. Uh-huh. Let me tell you. I'm going to say, I want, I want it to be known. Tommy, Tommy actually bullies me. This is not a joke. This is a cry for help. <laughs> Somebody please stop You're bullying me for both bullying each other. I hate it, it, Chris if you don't, so If you much. think he's kidding, actually look at the Twitter and see that cyberbullying <laughs> happening. We're co- he's, he's constantly <laughs> attempting to cyber harass me i i he just him. makes it so easy i mean you should see the way he's dressed right and now, now look at he's victim blaming me look at that look at that ladies. it's Tommy, where can we find you on twitter you can find me at t water 17 on twitter also i am on youtube spotify itunes for what are you doing my own show relaunching very in fact by the time this goes up it should already be up and running That's tomorrow? Fantastic. Oh, no, this comes out. or within or within the week or something yeah. So, all right, Chris just jumped at a pool. Don't know what happened there. Oh, yeah, he's, he's Mike just cut. Yeah, he thank God. <laughs> all right, then I'll close out this thing here, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Do the outro. Well, oh, I think I do Am I back yet? Can you oh, hear oh, me? God, no, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, there we go. Fuck you, Tommy. <laughs> and but thank you, everybody else but Tommy in this world who's uh <laughs> listening to this episode. Thank you, guys. Tyler, do the do the things, do the things, Julie. Just yeah, if you stayed with us the whole way through. Uh, review us. Maybe comment. See if you'd like this new format for long. Actually, shows. yeah, definitely, definitely tell us what you think about this format because we literally were making this up as we went. Do you remember you this was tell. super scuffed? This was yeah. super fucking scuffed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let us know what you think about that for sure. If and, not, uh, just rate us, review us like normal. Uh, share us with your friends. And uh, oh, um, shout out since we haven't done that in forever. Yeah, a bit of bad or bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little bit there. We're a little disorganized, if you haven't realized. Do you think? Yeah, I think they picked up on it by now. Uh, yeah, so uh, shout out. It's Pilot G is still doing our music because it's been the same music, but he keeps putting out music on his SoundCloud, so go check that out. Uh, our friend over at Movie Complex Channel is still putting out her weekly or almost bi-weekly uh, videos about different things. 
today she had one about Star Wars. No, uh, a few days ago it was about Mortal Kombat. I think she had something about Star Wars today. But either way, it's still pretty good. What else yeah. you got? Uh, I think I think that's all the groveling and your we need wonderful from you. friend Tommy Waters who keeps showing up even yeah. though he keeps showing up unannounced. He keeps just knocking on our doorstep with a microphone Listen. and shoving past me and just place. He, he doesn't leave until we let him record the podcast. I'm like uh, I'm like that Yoda guy from the uh, from the Star Treks on Chris's back as he's trying to defeat the Dragon Balls or something. I, I don't even I have no idea what the fuck that was, Tommy. <laughs> other than an embarrassment. Other than an embarrassment. Thought, thought Good night, everybody. Hey, I'm the one who does the sign outs around here. See you guys, everybody. See you. Come see back you guys next, next week. week.